Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast you are back for the journey through film comic book movie edition today we continue with 1997's atman and robin and i'm very excited to talk with some friends today i am joined by joseph george what's up homie oh what up what up always a pleasure to be here oh and it is always a pleasure to have you we are also joined by the magnificent tavaris pennington what's up homie How's it going? Glad to be here. Glad to be alive. Oh, oh, I'm glad you're alive as well, my friend. We are also joined by a very special guest, a longtime friend of the pod, friend through Twitter specifically. We are joined by Claire DeGenero. How are you doing? Great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course. I'm so excited to have you, especially for today. You know, this is our, uh, oh, what is it, sixth Batman movie? Seventh Batman movie? Man, yeah, this <laughs> It's been dominated by Batman, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a stretch there where Batman was the only superhero that they were like, yeah, we could probably make a movie out of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, is number, this is number six out of 12. So six it, out of 12. It, it is that, yeah. I think this was the one where they were also like, yeah, we probably need to stop making Batman movies first. <laughs> it was. It was. Like, uh, imagine ruining a character, or not ruining a character, but doing something so bad that they're like, we're not going to use this character for almost a decade. Like, that's, we'll uh, wait till 2005. You know? That's insane. That's when we'll feel comfortable again. But uh, uh, before we uh, before we really dive into the movie, Claire, I wanted to get a little little short bio from you. What, uh, what drew you to Batman and Robin when I put out the open call? Uh, how long you been a listener of the podcast? How you doing? What's up? Well, let's see. So for whatever reason, when I was a kid and watching all the Batman movies, this one was my favorite. And I had not seen it since I rewatched it now. And wow, what a trip to rewatch it now as an adult. Um, but it was just, it was so different, I think. And I was watching Batman when the Christopher Nolan series was coming out. So this is like, I mean, you, you can't get more different in <laughs> his movies to this. Um, and so I think I just... I just enjoyed it as a 12-year-old girl, and I have even more thoughts about it now as an adult, um, and I love your podcast. I've been listening for a while. I've definitely, when was I first? Maybe when you were doing the Moon Knight re- recaps I started ah, listening? Yes, yes. Yeah, I was like, um, so I, and then I went back and I listened to all of your recaps, so you're my go-to wow. recap people. So I'm oh, that's awesome. I appreciate I love hearing that. Thank you so much for and I'm I'm so excited that you're joining us because you're our first uh listener to come on the pod that's uh not not here to promote anything, not here because you've been my friend for fifteen years or whatever. You're uh you're you're a new friend and I'm so excited about that. So thank you so much for joining us and to thank speak you so your uh your experience with this movie. This was also my favorite when I was a little dude. Uh but I was like when I was small, 
I mm-hmm. loved Batman and Batman mm-hmm. and Robin was my go-to when I was, when I was a wee lad. And I think that, uh, you know, Mr. Freeze, uh, kind of, uh, kind of a big deal there for me. Um, I love me some Arnold. <laughs> I love- yeah. Oh, he's having so much fun in this movie too. Oh yeah. Yes. Some ice. No, it's insane. Like who gave this man a costume? Like give it back. To- <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's having the time of his life. Oh my god! I can say that I am very jealous that I did not see this as a kid. This was my first time ever oh. seeing this movie um, completely. Um, wow. Like I knew that George Clooney was a Batman, but I've never <laughs> seen the movie. Um, I, yeah, these, these are all my first watches up until Christian Bale. So I guess up until this point. Yeah. Um, and wow, I I wish I could have seen this as a kid because this would have been awesome as a kid. Oh my god! Like this was made specifically to keep children entertained at every single second of the movie because at certain points I couldn't believe the choice they made, like the the route they decided <laughs> to go. I'm like, no way, this is happening right now. I looked up the budget mid movie because I couldn't believe it. I like I I could. <laughs> believe that this is a hollywood like a hollywood put George. out theaters you know and i'm like what it, and i just got like, 125 a- million dollars and that's at yeah. that time that's that money so <laughs> i mean that who knows what that is now i don't know 200 million 300 million something you know it's that thor love and thunder budget <laughs> god, oh, man. Man. But, oh my god i wish i could have seen this as a kid because this would have been awesome go ahead tab what were you saying I, now I'd like to compare the other Batman movie budgets and see where they stack up. After, maybe after we break them. Um, yeah, yeah, no, because yeah. I mean, like this. Uh, one thing that I do really like, I love the camp of this movie. This is, I think, that this steers further into camp than any Batman movie before it, besides '66. Uh, and that's where this movie so thoroughly takes its inspiration from. I think is the sixties version of Batman. Um, I think George Clooney is basically doing his best Adam West impression while he's in there. Uh, in this role, I think like, uh, the way he doesn't change his voice when he's Batman versus Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Uh, they obviously modern, they modernized a lot of the themes, you know, this is basically like if they didn't have to worry about being 1950s family friendly on TV, with Adam yeah. West and, and Burt Ward as uh, yeah. Wayne and Dick Grayson. But uh, yeah, and this movie is... Uh... The the interesting thing about that, 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 that comparison that you're drawing too to me is that uh, in line with what Joseph was saying about how it's, it's just naturally captivating, especially to a young mind, I relate to Clarence that this was the one that I watched the most as a kid. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I don't know I don't know what it was, but the one that I remember the second most is Batman sixty six. Yep. Why is that? These movies are horrible. I'm watching these again. Like as a kid, we I- don't know what bad is. We just <laughs> consume. You know, we we just see what's on screen, and if it's flashy, if it's a guy in a suit doing some acrobatic fighting a guy, some explosions of Batmobile, Mister um, Freeze, like. It, it doesn't matter. You hear Mr. Yeah. Freeze say these one-liners as a kid. You probably don't understand the joke, but you know it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> so you're like, ah, you know, you're just like laughing. Just I don't know. It's like 
I just wish I could be a kid again because everybody chill. Chill. Looking at the IMDb right now, it is just Mr. Freeze. It's all this entire movie. The all the dialogue is one liners. It it really is, and that's what's crazy too is that the story in this movie is so (laughs) the plot so fucking thin. Like it is, it is paper fucking thin. They're really just like. Seriously. Here's a bunch of really fun sequences one after the other. You know, when you kick this movie off with uh, them in the Batcave doing the classic montage of getting ready, zooming on wait, everyone's ass, zooming wait. on their bat nipples. Yeah. Gotta, oh, man. From- <laughs> yeah, no, I just you- already got my favorite shot. Um, last, last movie was Val Kilmer's ass in Batsuit. <laughs> Um, so it's only fair. I think if there is an ass shot in bat in bat suit, I have to label it as my favorite shot because they did it again. We got it twice, actually. We got it it three times. Twice. Wait, wait, you say three times? We got it three times because we got Bruce Wayne in the bat suit. We yeah. got Dick Grayson in the Nightwing suit, and wait, we, got we got Barbara Dick Grayson too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I I know we got. I knew we got Batman and Batgirl. I did not remember uh, Robins. Well, no, yeah, man. they kept going back and forth between Batman and uh, Nightwing at okay, the very wow. beginning. And I, I will not call him Robin shots. because this Holy is a grown shit. fucking man. Yeah, that's Nightwing. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I put the actor's name in there because I put Val Kilmer's ass in Batsuit just to to know which yeah. Batman I'm talking about, you know? Right, so I'll right. Keep, I'll just keep the, the actor's names. Perfect. Perfect. But wow, a triple ass shot. That is insane. I did not. I, I thought it was just a double. So um, much, so much butt. So much butt. Wow. Uh, no, but that they like have him pull his pants up. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were they were also like uh, watch him strap his belt in the front. Like they were like, yeah, take that shit out too. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like I was uh, like, this is out of pocket now. No, no yeah. Well, and that's something that you don't. Oh, go ahead. Gay people kissing. <laughs> right. No. No. Like I, uh, I don't think I'd ever. You know, when I was younger, I didn't think much of, you know, the sexualness of this movie. That's kind of something we found with a lot of movies of this era is that they are very overtly sexualized. And when I was younger, I didn't pick up on any of that. And uh, but now I'm like, wow, I was like five watching Uma Thurman be like, yeah, you wanna you wanna you wanna fucking kiss me, don't you? You know, <laughs> slippery like when that. wet. She had a slippery when wet line. Yeah, yeah. In a kid, like that's just kind of like a SpongeBob thing, or like a thing that just goes right over a kid's head that you're never gonna think about. But like, it's kind of insane that that was like I don't know. It's very blunt, and like I love how you know she kills people by kissing them. So they they the genius idea of rubber lips, mm. genius, you know. He rips them off inches away from her lip. Like, I mean, she's right there. And it's like, rubber lips. Locks your venom, idiot. And then she she could have literally just went... Like, she could have barely moved her neck and killed him. Like, right then and there. I don't know, it was just hilarious to me. But at I, that point of the movie, I'm not thinking that way anymore. No. You know? I'm just like, I'm accepting whatever comes on screen. I don't care. Um... <laughs> Because, man, the third act, that's the thing of, of, of these superhero movies, man. It, it, I thought it was crazy, the whole movie, and then they just somehow, in the third act, t- 
top it off with something even even wilder. I don't know how they do it. Um, you I just got to wow them at the end. You, know? you got to love. You know, I don't think we've really gotten this so far in our uh, in our Batman movies. I think our Superman movies, like Lex Luthor, you can kind of you can kind of see it, but nobody with like, I mean, Poison Ivy is pretty fucking powerful, but like, just their goal being like. Let's take over the world. Let's conquer the world. Wipe it all out. We'll be Adam and evil. You know. <laughs> yeah. you know like, I, there's some. There's something so charming about the fact that they're just. That's the goal. You know, like it's it's like Fuck. after after his wife dies, which I mean, like a classic Mister Freeze origin story. Now is that he's trying to fix his uh or trying to cure his wife of her illness and stuff um interestingly enough that's not comics based that's batman the animated series based so back to how mask of phantasm was kind of a groundwork for the actual holy scripture of batman yeah exactly uh so there are a lot of a lot of things taken from that in this uh in this adaptation but uh after that just being like all right well my wife's dead Oh, I guess I'll just freeze the earth. Yep. Oh, well. Well, just was going to start with, you know, curing my wife. But now that she's gone, I guess I'll, yep, you can be my partner in crime and I'll just freeze the whole earth, kill everybody. We'll be the only two left. Fuck it. Yep. 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 Adam that's, and Eve. That's evil. where my that's life's that's going now. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'd rather have just pure evil so I never have to guess intentions. You know, it's like, mm. it's nice just to know. There's no convincing him otherwise, unless he knows that like she's alive. Actually, like that's the only thing that will right. get him to come back. He's like, no, she's alive, and like she, you know, somehow, whatever. Um, but man, no, I love um, like all the origin stories, like uh, poison, like poison ivy's the secret lab in the back that created Bane. You know, whenever Bane was yeah. created. Um, what what was it? Yeah, Doctor Jason Woodrue. Woodrue. Yeah. Um. Wow, that guy was a character. That origin scene is perhaps one of the most memorable scenes in film of all time for me, for some reason. It's like they get her origin cross so efficiently. Like you don't question it for a second. Mm -hmm. No. And like, that's her part in this movie is actually one of my favorites because, you know, I I think it's a little, it's a little outlandish and Uma Thurman's really a, it's funny because, you know, we've watched her most recently on this podcast for like kill bill and kill bill volume two. She is playing a vastly different character here. Um, And, you know, Pulp Fiction comes before this. Kill Bill comes after this. It's interesting to see where she was in between uh, because this is this this is is an out there performance. Like the way that she plays uh, Beatrix Kiddo and the way she plays uh, her character in Pulp Fiction, she's like kind of like uh she seems so natural. Like I, she almost doesn't feel like she's acting in those, mm. you know, like it's just, it's like, well, this just must be how Uma Thurman is. Yeah. Uh, this movie, whenever she's like, I am mother nature's arm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> her fist, you know, and she's like knocking shit over. Like, uh, I don't know. I absolutely love it. It's just so campy, you know, and that you- feels like that's <laughs> for these roles, George Clooney and Uma Thurman, or were they just given them in- and Arnold Schwarzenegger? Oh, I, I guarantee you the, uh, that's interesting. You know, what's, what's always so crazy to me is that like Arnold Schwarzenegger at the beginning is like the first name that pops up in the credits. That's like, well, he's, 
He was the biggest superstar at this time. Yeah. And George Clooney's in this fucking movie, which is kind of crazy. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger was that big of a deal where he was like, I mean, I got to be first on the fucking cast list. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I'd be willing to bet he was just offered the role of Mr. Freeze. Uh Uh-huh. And probably George Clooney, too. But beyond that, that was probably uh, that was probably it. The, the crazy thing about that to me is I think Arnold Schwarzenegger puts on better performance than George Clooney. 1,000%. Like, That's actually fair. That's sad that it's not it's, that Batman is yet again a side yeah, character. He's really invested in being Dr. Freeze. Like, yeah. He's, oh, yeah. <laughs> And there are moments where I'm where I say, "Oh, that's Doctor Freeze." Like that's not that's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's that's Doctor Freeze. There's never a moment in this movie where I say George Clooney is not George Clooney. That's Batman. Like that's no, not that, just, that's uh, fucking George Clooney the yeah, entire no, time. No, it's hard to see him any other way. No, yeah, I mean, uh, it, this is so far my least favorite portrayal of Batman. Um, I, I mean, like, not yeah. not portrayal. I think the way he's written's not bad. You know, like, I think they kind of they kind of nail the dichotomy between him and Dick Grayson, the way he the way he feels about Alfred and stuff. Like, I think they did a good job with all that, the like family side of things. But he's just not a good Bruce Wayne or Batman. It just felt like somebody was standing in for for that for that whole thing. And uh, it looked like they cast George Clooney to be George Clooney in a Batman movie. <laughs> Yeah, right? I mean that's the thing though is that I wouldn't want a good Batman to be in here. Like that's the thing is that like if you just take out George Clooney and put in like Robert Pattinson, like it it doesn't make the movie better. You know, it's like it's like I'd rather want a bad Batman. Like I'd rather want it all bad. You know, that's that's um, that's a really fair point. Actually, so like, you know, like uh... honestly, like it's it, George Clooney is without a doubt the bottom of the barrel, the worst Batman. Of that I've seen so far, like I, without a doubt, there's without my mind. Like, I think that's just I don't know if it's what they were going for, but it's what they got at least. It's what they gave us. Um, it's Mm. it all. Like that's the thing. I couldn't tell if it was self-aware while watching. I think the actors knew it was shitty, but I don't think I. I think. The people who wrote it and made it think it was going to land. Like, I think they thought that this was going to be, like, a new take on Tim Burton's, you know, like, people are going it's, to, it's familiar enough, but different, and it's the perfect blend of the dark and the funny. I think, you know, they really thought that it was going to be, like, this massive thing. I don't know. But the actors seem that, I don't know, they seem, like, Uma Thurman, I don't know. I think she's self-aware in this role a little oh, bit. Oh, she's because like, the, the, Uma Thurman's too good of an actress for this yeah, to not no be way. intentional. You know, that's yeah. my thing. I think they were str- like strictly going for the the feeling of nineteen sixties, like the nineteen sixties Batman. Like I, I watched it on an old ass DVD that was like a early two thousands released. Like it's not the I, best quality. Yeah. It's not HD. It's uh, it was in a three by four format, Ooh. and so it was almost a box on my screen, mm-hmm. and it was kind of all frizzy and stuff. And I was like, "This is the way to watch this movie," um, because like it just it just really reminded me of like what it was influenced by. Because recently, obviously, since we covered Batman sixty six, so I mean, not recently now, a couple months back, but uh. I went and watched the series a little bit 
the Batman 66 series. And this just feels like an episode, like a long, long episode of that with a higher production budget. And, uh, frankly, you know, there's some, I really, really enjoy about it. It's not good like at all, but it's, it's really, (laughs) it's really fun to watch. And, uh, I, like I continue to really, really enjoy watching the movie. It's just not, uh, just not the best by any means. Man, I don't know. That that's that, that is an interesting point of how you would watch it at the time because like we're watch like I watched this movie on a newer monitor at like in HD, you know, like whatever, like upscaled to HD whatever, but like right. that's the thing like back with these movies you'd watch it on a TV that was like really shitty compared to today. Like mm-hmm. that's like that's the thing is that like at the time though you thought how could it get any better? Like that's yeah. the crazy thing is that whenever I saw whenever I had a tube, you know, a big box TV, VCR built in at the bottom, I'd play mm. Spider-Man. I thought that was the realest looking picture that we could ever get. I'm like how could it get better? I and distinctly just, you know, remember my parents being like, "Guess what?" We got HD TV when I was like nine and we watched it and I was like, holy fucking shit. You're telling me this is, this was an option. I was like, this is insane. I I, I could, I'm like there, you yeah. know, like, I, <laughs> yeah. and like it, that changed in our lifetime, which is kind of fucking crazy. You know, like that's a, that's a, that's a recent development in our technology. And like, so I think that. Some of this, uh, some of the production value of this, it's crazy since it was $125 million and stuff, but it's, it's almost like, that's one thing though, is that the settings, I never have beef with the settings. I think the way they built out this movie is kind of, world building's epic, you know, like I love that shit. And it's, it's, it's just so like, in the same way that the setting is detached from reality i think the script itself is detached from reality but even and brent do you have to have robin surfboarding down a skyscraper like do we need to do that no nah, you know do. what you should i'm this acid trip of a movie of course yeah oh, that's a good way to describe. oh my god that would be an insane experience that i don't would, know, you if, should I don't not know do if that's that. advised that's probably not a good idea actually not now that idea. i think about it um Silver Surfer popping up out of nowhere, like they're, they're yeah. like <laughs> when did they become superheroes? That was hard as fuck, though. You know, because like that's something you just don't. You're never gonna get out of a superhero movie again because it's ridiculous. You, you wouldn't know, even. That, that's what's that's what the beauty of this era is is that they did things you will never see again because it is so fucking dumb. Like there is absolutely no way it, it anyone could get away with this now. It hit me like in the middle of it, like after they blasted out of the side that like they were in the air in like a plane or something. And I'm like, wait, how did they get in the air? Or like, when did they go airborne in the first, you know, I thought they were on the ground somewhere. I'm like, I'm thinking back to like, wait, where were we like two minutes ago? And then they're busting out at the sides of the, of the jet. Plane, oh, now, and it also works like that. a fucking snowboard now, not like we're in the middle of the air. Like he can do like a full fucking flip on it and the thing won't just fly away. Oh, yeah. It's like no, he's strapped to it. Oh, and then Mr. Freeze, if he just shoots straight down, he still just doesn't splat, you know, on the ice that he created, you know, freezing the, the furnace. He's still not falling at freaking Mach 1, you know, straight towards Earth. He just, I don't know. I love, I love no, like the all guns of that. Like, they just, up, man. The power. 
you know, is, yep, it's, that's it's keeping fair. Keeping yeah. them like, what they made up for this movie is truly insane, but it it just I think that it was very intentional. I think that it's supposed to be ridiculous. Um, and I, I, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just like, can't believe that they let Joel Schumacher do this. Like, mm. because he's, it, I mean, just in general, as a director, he's so out there and he's so influenced by like Studio 54 and all that. And like, just thinking about this coming out now, I feel like even though it's 30 years later, I feel like people would be less receptive to this somehow. Yeah. No, that's what's, that's what's insane is that this was so, this is so out there. Like it's. Yep. It was such a, like, after what they did almost 10 years earlier with Batman 89 and Batman Returns, the thing that people wanted from Batman movies was that sort of, you know, the darker, grittier story that they were getting out of those. And like, uh, but we saw from those movies the price it pays for Batman's character when they don't know how to write Batman. You know, like, uh, and they were, for some reason it feels like they thought the only way they could write a compelling like Batman the correct way is if it's so unself serious. <laughs> and uh like I think it works. I think I, I think it works for the most part. Like I think the goal they had, I think they ex I, I have no they doubt nailed, they, they nailed what they were trying to do. Yes, I think they executed exactly what they tried to do. Yeah. I think they knew exactly what they wanted to do. I think they did it exactly. And mm-hmm. it's just not good. Like, it's just, it's just not a good movie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, it's an, ex- it's a thoroughly enjoyable movie. You know, this is going to be one of those that's mm-hmm. like, whenever we get to the rating section, it's going to be really oddly weighted because I really enjoy it, mm-hmm. but it's also just not very good. Uh, so it's, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting one to be sure. Yeah. But oh, uh man. I don't I'm just like trying to think back at a scene of the movie. I'm having a hard time picking out like just one thing that happened kind of during this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like it's all just kind of a blur. Like uh, from the creation of Poison Ivy and Bane and Mr. Freeze to yeah. them freezing Gotham and thawing it out, like it's kind of I kind of just There's about thirty seven bullets in this movie. Um, like oh, every yeah. scene, they introduce a new complication that really goes nowhere and makes no sense. Yeah, like the drag racing part, like when she's what? What? Yeah, <laughs> the drag like, racing part is outstanding. That's so ridiculous, and like uh, the fact that I don't know if Joe, you would have been the one to catch this. I think there's a clock. There's a Clockwork Orange reference during that <laughs> scene, where there's a there's a gang of hoodlums dressed like the Droogs <laughs> in that movie. Uh, which is uh, absolutely well, outstanding. Yeah. I didn't catch it during my first watch, but I, was, I watched like a little Easter egg video of like yeah. this movie, and I saw that was in there. That was that was nice. Yeah, I was um, like, oh shit, oh shit. But uh, yeah. no, that part was <laughs> also the fact that like I don't know, just this, just this normal ass white girl is showing up to this 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 gang like where there are like people dressed up in fucking joker makeup and and all this all this stuff and like she's just like you know what i'll run all you bitches like i love that shit it's so stupid what happened to alfred you know he was he was so like he was so good he 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 is still good he's probably one of the better parts of the movie still which is incredible but like why is he like horny over batman 
Why was he always at his suit and he was like, uh, uh, like feeling the suit on the chest, you know? Like, was he just like remembering his past because he was dying? Or because like, that's what it seemed to me. He literally was like always, because like every time he was needed, he was always a little late. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's just because he's sick and slow. But every time they would show where he was, he was like always uh, like standing over like a Batman thing and like feeling it. It was really weird. I don't know. I think I think they're really trying for something there to to kind of display how like uh Batman Bruce Wayne being Batman is taking him away from his family in their moments of need like Alfred needs Bruce Wayne really really bad at this this period of time but he'll never say it you know like that that is a really like that's one of my favorite parts of this movie if not my absolute favorite part of this movie is the Alfred storyline with uh the way that uh like Barbara at one point tells Dick like Alfred's sick you fucking idiot like how about you tune in a little bit asshole and uh Bruce is like Alfred's not sick he's dying he's dying. I, I, I know he's not even just sick I know that he has not long to live and it's even worse and you know what we're going to keep acting like we don't know a fucking thing about it also, just like the, the lines of exposition in this movie, and people just explaining to you what's happening. Oh, it's outstanding! Uh, well, and, like the fact that he's experiencing McGregor's syndrome on like a lower scale than the, one that was the, the part that he's already cured. Yeah, the part that yeah. Mr. Freeze is already cured. It's the same thing Nora has. It's beautiful. And he's got it on him. He's whenever like, I got two right here. Yeah, whenever I didn't even put it together that 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 was gonna happen. Whenever because like they chose a disease that was so McGregor, you, you're not gonna forget that name in the movie, you know. Whenever yeah. that, whenever they said it, I was just like, well, goddamn. I'm like, what else could it have been? I'm like, at that point in the movie, I'm like, they've it's been so lazy. No, like every time, I'm like, man, what else could they do to just make this movie even easier to write? I swear. They could have written. They could have written this in a Denny's in a breakfast. Like over a breakfast, they could have written this entire movie over like the span of three hours with the one liner. I swear, it's just one liners the one entire time. Only one liners. Like Dr. Freeze the... does not say anything that is a line of dialogue. He is just saying things. No, yeah, he's like he never actually talks to someone. No, there's no question and answer response. It's literally just like, what pun can I make about things being cold? Yeah, when the dude walks in, he's like, hey, boss, I think you should see this. And he just fucking kills yeah. him. Oh, the, uh, but it's it's because the, the off chance he saw him crying over Nora. Or no, he said, I hate when people talk during the movie. That's why he <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 dead wife, yeah. <laughs> I oh, hate when people that's how I want to do movie. people when I'm at the movies and they're talking. I'm like, I want to freeze your ass right now. Honestly, for the sake of the joke, <laughs> I guess it's funny. That's really meta. Like actually being in the theater yeah. watching that though, that would be kind of funny. Like, that's why that. I feel like this movie is very self-aware. Okay, like, that's very fair. much like they're doing this on purpose. Well, <laughs> the movie starts with the montage of them showing their fucking asses and it's bat amazing. nipples. You know, like that's. <laughs> that's self-aware you know like they're they're well aware of what they're doing here they just didn't realize how fucking poorly it'd be received how many carrots do you think <laughs> i can't imagine that they didn't you know like i can't imagine someone making this movie and being like wow this is gonna hit like oh they're gonna fucking love this did. one guys kind of did I, I guess it's maybe, and I again with like Joel Schumacher, he is just like notorious for doing stuff that people don't like, and then ten years later, like that was actually genius. 
Um, mm. I'm thinking just like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Phantom of the Opera movie, but like everyone hates that movie, but also it's the best movie ever. Right. Mm. Right. So, I don't, yeah, know, I, I don't I feel... know about this one. I think it'll remain, I don't know, maybe in like 50 years. Maybe when it's looked back as like a relic of Batman, people will start to be like, um, I don't know. I think uh, whenever we get chips in the brain and we can forget little bits of information and experience things as a kid again, like, or something, you know, that's that's what it's going to take to like. I'll tell you what really hurts this movie is that it is six out of 12. Out of Batman movies. It comes smack dab in the fucking middle of like right off the coattails of a few really, really good Batman movies and right before a few really, really good Batman movies. And it it's just like if this would have came 10 years earlier before Batman 89, you know, or like even shit, if they would have done this with like Adam West in like the 70s. Like, that's the thing is that I just think it was it was a love letter to a different period of the Batman character. And they just uh, it just it just didn't work in the context of the times. I think it helps, you know, maybe like epitomize uh, uh, like some transition of the character over the years and that it's still the, the mythos of Batman precedes even this film, because even as a kid, we're like. Oh, this is sick. It's a Batman movie, right? This is Batman. Like, no matter what hoops I need to jump through, I will believe that George Clooney is Batman because this is a Batman movie. Like, there's a there's a legacy there that I think precedes what the presentation of the character even is, and that that means something at this point in the in the uh, the arc of the the character through film. Mm, no, and I, I think that. you. The idea that like all of us as kids really liked it like I, it's a kids movie it's for children and we loved it as kids so it did what it was supposed to do yeah 100 that's something i always i always gotta tell people specific, uh, specifically when it came to like thor love and thunder recently mm-hmm. like that part at the end where all the kids are imbued with the power of thor and they fight they fight back I was I was fucking flabbergasted at the amount of people online I saw that said this is corny, this is stupid. It's not for you. Imagine being eight and seeing that. You'd be like, this is fucking awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's sometimes when we're watching these comic book movies, we get a little too critical and in the mind of oh, all of these should be cinema. No, well, it-, it was literally never supposed to be that. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I mean, like, that's the thing, like, watching superhero movies as a kid, like, the reason that I gravitated towards Spider-Man so much is because he was, like, a kid, or, like, Tobey Maguire was supposed to be a kid, whatever, but, like, you know, it's it's seen more, like, that's the thing, as Spider-Man has progressed, the actor has looked younger and younger for a reason, it's, like, the the character is for the kids, and, like, um, like, a, a part of the movie like that, like, it's always hard to relate to, like, Thor, like, being an eight-year-old, it's hard to be, like, I want to be just like Thor. I don't have literally like 50 pound arms, you know, I don't, I'm not a God. I'm not literally Thor. So like, there's no way I could have a mule. You know, there's no way, but like the off chance that Thor gives me some of his power. Like that's a, that's a thing I've never thought before, you know, like as a kid, I never would have thought like Thor giving me his powers and me fighting side by side with Thor, you know, that's like such a cool perspective. Like instead mm. of, just putting yourself in the hero's shoes. Yeah, it's powerful for kids to see yeah. themselves being powerful. 
So, 100%. I mean, Robin as a 25-year-old man in this movie just fits so well. You know, you, that's what you need in this movie. You need now, Robin. See, that's what I was about to say is that now yep. we're getting to the point of the episode where I continue to gripe about the fact that Dick Grayson is 20-fucking-5. Oh, my God. So right. you guys were in 12-year-old girls when you were watching this because I have never forgotten Dick Grayson from this movie. Uh, <laughs> I see. That's oh, the other perspective. <laughs> okay, this is yeah. why we need other people on the podcast because we would have just shit on him the whole time. We no, oh, you it. don't even know the the scene where he's ripping the lips off and he has like the lip gloss on for some reason. Oh, the last fifteen years of my life, please. That's totally I don't know fair. what it is <laughs> because because as as a, a young boy, I would totally see Poison Ivy like being oh. the only thing I would have focused on the entire movie. And, yeah, like, it was the yeah. only thing I focused on the I'm entire. Sure. Oh my god, yeah. But even the now. other side <laughs> of the coin. I focused yeah. on this rewatch. I was like, oh my god, I watched it. Like- so not George Clooney whatsoever, though. It was um, only... So I think George Clooney, I actually, I love him in this movie. I actually don't, he's a fine Batman. I think he's a great Bruce Wayne. And the reason for that is that I, he's just very paternal. He's very fatherly. And I think I saw that when I was a kid. I was like, oh, he's, you know, this is a Bruce Wayne who is like a father figure. He's someone who's a little bit softer. He's someone who's like, he smile and joke a little bit more than the other ones. And so that's why I kind of gravitated toward Dick because he was the kid. He was the kid version, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, George Clooney is very much like a, he's like the, the most eligible father in the world. Like who wouldn't. (laughs) Did, did Ocean's 11 come out before this? No, no. That was for like, yeah, nine, eight, eight, eight or nine. That's kind of crazy because, like, it seems like at the end they kind of did like a team up. It was kind of superhero team up, but it kind of felt like a like an earth, like an homage to Ocean's Eleven for some. Because that's all I know George Clooney like well, has is like just the bank bank yeah. ice guy. He was made. <laughs> but like at the end, whenever they put like, all put their hands together, I guess it's like a cute superhero moment, whatever. But like, I yeah. actually thought like, oh, what a cute like uh like uh Ocean's Eleven uh little. Homage, and then I'm like, I got to thinking. I'm like, I don't think that came out before. Oceans was four years later. It yeah, was, uh, so. it was, it was a little bit later. What year did this one? This is 1997, huh? right? Oh, yeah, 97 here. Wow. I was thinking too with Alicia's Silverstone. I was like, is this before or after Clueless? But it is after. Right. Right. No, I. Uh, that's another thing from the the adaptation standpoint. That's kind of eh. Is that Barbara is. Alfred's niece. Yeah, why is she not British? I can't tell that there's no explanation. What was that? No was explanation. Like, she, <laughs> she was like, I'm not doing that. They're like, okay. Well, I oh think they tried God. to. I think they tried to explain it like she goes to school in London, but was not raised in London. I think. Like, what did they explain? That? Okay. <laughs> they never. I, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. She's the daughter of Alfred's sister, so like. Oh, imagine like i did she was like no i grew up in america like i don't i don't even think that they explained it they were like no it's fine no yeah they never did they never did because i i'm i'm willing i like i don't want to discredit alicia silverstone because frankly i think she's fine in this movie i i really really enjoy i really enjoy her role in this movie but uh there's a relative chance that she like did a british accent and they were like oh no it was definitely also i feel like with alicia like her voice is part of her like mm. it's part of her appeal she has a very distinctive voice and i feel like she was probably she was like an it girl at this time so they're like it doesn't really matter she can be it doesn't matter i love it'll be, how... it'll be just fine 
she just did anything. She knows how to control a sp- satellites in space. Amazing. You know, but she was like, okay, she's her like hacking Batman and Robin. Computer, though, like, her hacking yeah. is the computer with the word England. Oh, man. Peg? <laughs> Dude, what was up with that? What, okay. Whoa, <laughs> something was weird. Okay, something was weird with that. Sure, it's the name and it's cute, but the way the computer went access granted yeah, after was- the word peg i don't know it was just a little weird to me i'm like that was <laughs> off I mean, I didn't even um, that. um little off but uh no, no, I, yeah, I i mean like it's it's super fucked up because peggy is a is a nickname for margaret's like that is absolutely yeah. a thing yeah. but you know no, it's gotten a little funny over the years the word peg and i love i love at the very end they're like all right we need to we need the computer. We need to, all these satellites need to be aligned and and turned on. Who's the best person at the job for this? Batman and Robin, who do all this crazy shit all the time, or Batgirl, who it's her first day on the job and she just knows how to. She's like, scoot it's over, Batman and Robin. Speech. Yeah, she's like, scoot over, Batman and Robin. I go to school. This is what I do every day. It's like, yeah, well, this is what we no, do at, at school. Here's my thing. I believed she could do it more than I believed Dick Grayson could. Absolutely. Whenever Dick Grayson you know was like, Absolutely. whenever he was like, I'm on it. I was like, no, the fuck you're not. No, you're not. I guess, I guess <laughs> if it was Batman, like, I, I believe Batman, you know, obviously. I mean, yeah, it's like, Batman, he's the genius. Um, he got the whatever. bat computer and shit. Like, he was fighting Dr. Crazy time though. Fair yeah, enough. He, I guess it was, was, it was, it was Robin. So that is fair. Um, There's also a lot of like kind of surface level like girl power moments in this too. Like I think, that was... <laughs> man, they they were so surface huh? level, bat like just or Batwoman. Yeah, just like the, <laughs> I, in, yeah, that was great. Her line was always just like the inverse of like whatever Dick Grayson would say. Like he'd be like, I don't know, she'd be like, no, I'm the blot blank blank blank, or like yeah. no, I did that, or like. Like, I don't know. It was just, like, so lazy. It's like, man, can you not come up with anything more creative? You know, just but as like, a kid, I did love her. I did love Batgirl. Oh, no. Oh, that, that's the thing, though, is that, like, you need it to be that simple yeah. as a kid. Like, to, to like, that's, if you're gonna go this bad in this route, like, you need it to be this bad for kids to understand the character. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want them to, go, like, go beyond just seeing the flashiness on the screen. Yeah. Um, right. One thing I can't get over in the 90s Batman movies is how much they never give a fuck about people finding the Batcave. <laughs> I think Alfred like, has like, a whenever, thing about... Whenever she shows up all, all costumed up and mm-hmm. Batman's like, that's not awfully PC. What about Batperson or Batwoman? And she's like, Bruce, <laughs> it's me, Barbara. I found the Batcave. I, like, I'd be like, I know, Barbara, you don't... This, this disguise isn't exactly working for you. I, I can tell it's you. Um, yeah, but, I love it. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, yeah, we'll kill her later. You know, yeah, yeah and Robin's we'll, we'll like, we got to get those later. locks changed. You know, yeah. like they're like, come on, Batman, let's, let's do this. You know, honestly, like, though, it's been Alfred that's let the last two people in. That's the thing, though. It's like Alfred giving giving someone a box. Don't open this. Only show it to family. Only this old one person. Don't open it, though. You know, he knows he knows full well what she's about to do. Yeah. Uh, he knows his password is literally a foot away from the computer, right there on a picture. <laughs> a three-letter um, password. Oh I God. guess I don't know how he knew Dick Grayson would fly down the mansion and do a triple backflip <laughs> into the Batcave so to find that. I don't know how he predicted that one, but um, I don't know. That's the thing, though. I'll give Alfred the character for the movie, though. That's the there is one character that actually 
the storyline is somewhat meaningful and it's Alfred's. It's like, yeah. it's part of the movie where I'm like, man, I'm not going to cry because I don't know. I'm not that invested, but like, I might, you know, like, oh, this, yeah. if like, it was I good, I like might if cry this movie here. was more well done, I would have gotten there. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I just, I just didn't quite get to that place. You know, I, uh, cause that part at the end where they all do like the little group hug, like, I love that shit, you know, like I'm a sucker, I'm a sucker <laughs> for that, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, like it's it's kind of a testament to how not well done this movie is that I didn't cry at those parts because I'm I'm easy. I am I am so easy to make cry. Yeah. Like I watched the yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special and cried like five times. Oh, like, dude. Oh my it's, God. It's I've watched it three minutes. times. It's and four, I have I've watched it yeah. three times as well. It's forty minutes and I cried five times. Like, oh my God. That's the thing, is that like if a movie doesn't make me cry and it has moments where I'm like Ah, you know what? If this was more well done, I probably would have. It it does get a little like ah, that's a little disappointing, but nevertheless, I don't well, I don't I'm mind it one bit. That you didn't on this movie. No, no, yeah. Can you imagine me like blubbering in my in my <laughs> fucking bed? Like <laughs> it's just so beautiful. We're gonna need a bigger cave. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Point, you were on acid for this. You gotta go for a walk. You gotta go for a walk. Man, I can't I can't decide my favorite line. I know it's a Mr. Freeze line. He has to get the line of the movie. I just don't know which one it is. Um, I'm going to tell you, this is not my favorite line, but it's it's amongst them. It's Dr. Jason Woodrow, and he's like, I don't handle rejection well, so you have to die. Ah! He's like, yeah, just that push her, yeah, just pushes her over the table. Wow. Yeah. Um, oh what a, I was what like, a way. oh my fucking God. The origin was my- so great. Man, that origin story was just so good. And I guess it's like the first actual part of the movie after the first scene, right? I guess it's like mm-hmm. kind after of the, the opening. Hockey chase yeah. for the diamond. Yeah, after you get the 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 sky surf. Um, I mean, the the, the clack and the clack in the heels and the ice blades pop out. Like, <laughs> what more could Man. you want? What more could you want? My, my pick some ice line. Yeah, it wasn't actually in the movie. My favorite line comes from Claire, not Miss Claire, my girlfriend Claire, uh, said, uh, who's just like maybe like five, ten minutes in, just out of nowhere, doesn't even know what the title of the movie is, is like, is this a parody? <laughs> like, That's awesome. It could that... be. Maybe. This would be the most well-funded parody that has ever been made, but parody indeed. You know, honestly, there's probably some, like, YouTube video of a fan-made Batman, like, short film that is, like, leagues better than this. Like, mm. production-wise, <laughs> like, look and story, like, ri- everything, I bet. Like, I don't think, maybe other than campiness and just making you feel, I don't know, it didn't even really tug at the heartstrings, is the thing. It's like, it didn't even make me really feel good. It was just kind of, like... It just kind of happened. Instant dopamine. It was like the instant dopamine while I was watching, but then the second it was over, I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay." Um, that that was it. You know, like the, I don't know. It was just kind of like that Very is instant gratification. Yeah, it was. Yeah, just the whole time it was just instant gratification and nothing, nothing more, other than Alfred a little bit. You know, I'll think of Alfred when I go to bed tonight. I think you know, I always think of Alfred. He's the constant in the Batman movies. Mm. Um, he's always good. Let me ask you something. Is th- th- since this was a first watch, you know, for me, and uh, I mean, I, Claire, I know you said this was the first time you'd watched it in a very long time, mm-hmm. but I I visit this movie not regularly. I wouldn't say, but I probably watch it once a year. 
like I, I probably do revisit this movie. Is this a movie you think you'll revisit? I think it would be a kind of like a a Halloweeny Christmas yeah. around this time of year. I don't know, kind of like yeah, a Thanksgiving ish Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. like uh, if I would, um, if I want to watch just like if I'm thinking to myself, all right, I want to watch one of my favorite Batman movies. I'm probably not going here. I got to be in a very specific mood. If I'm just in a Batman mood, I don't think I'm in a Batman and Robin mood. Um, <laughs> but if I'm if I'm like around this time of year and I just want like a fun movie. Then like yeah, I'll go to this. Yeah. Honestly yeah. though, I'd rather go to like a Guardians holiday special. That's like yeah. like that special has kind of changed the game for me and like shows and like what I kind of favor to watch. And like I would rather watch something that I don't fully have to invest in, but is still good enough and fun and made me cry. You know, good enough to make me cry. Like I'd rather watch something like that than rather like this sort of instant gratification fun. Right. Like, I'm high, I'm high as hell at, like, 11.30. I might turn on Batman and Robin. Like, I'm... It's, it's gotta be a, a big yeah. movie. It, like, I gotta yeah. be big to watch it, probably, yeah. 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 I think it's probably uh, fun to watch with a group of people who've never seen it before. Like, I'd like to introduce this movie fun. to people and tell them nothing about it. <laughs> that would be <laughs> Like, alright, guys, I... So you're familiar with Batman, right? <laughs> Get ready for the greatest Batman movie of You are not time. familiar and with Batman. Until with you a perfectly it. straight face the whole time, Absolutely. never look at any of them. Whenever mm-hmm. whenever Alfred and them hug at the end, start sobbing and just be exactly. like, Wasn't that beautiful, guys? Like wasn't that wasn't that wasn't that just the best movie you've ever seen? And then like maybe maybe you can convince people it's good by being you around. Probably them. Can. Like, by power of persuasion. Also, yeah. the Halloween costume potential in this movie is like it's it's pretty iconic. The costume, I mean, costume, costume design, the costume is the unbelievable. The nipples are weird, and I don't know how that gets past the and the like silver. And when do they change into the silver and gray suits at the end? Yeah, I, I guess like it, whenever they showed him suit up, he really had options. That dude had every suit in Batarang and everything say, imaginable. George Clooney's got to look like the puniest, weakest Batman I've ever seen. He just <laughs> like a regular dude inside that suit. Like there's just no. See, what I'm talking about that I my That's point will stand. I can <laughs> never dress as Batman. It, no one who is under the height of six yeah. foot can dress as Batman. It's. It's I- just a rule. Like, I don't know. The the casting for Batman, I guess how tall is George Clooney? He's probably six foot. I don't think he's that tall, actually. But he uh, looks like a teenager, though. He's like 5'11". It- my theory stands. Oh, my, my fucking theory. God. It yeah. stands. That's it is a hard rule. He's probably more accurately about 5'9". Yeah, I don't uh, think he's even that tall. Dang. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, Christian Bale tends to be a little kind foot, to Exactly. Eyes. Christian Bale. Six foot exactly. And he um, barely makes it work. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, he's, he's like, just there. Yeah. Um, Christian uh, Bale's on the cusp for me. Robin Pattinson, 6'1". Just yeah. that extra yeah. bit above. Yeah. Holy fuck, dude. I think I stumbled it's, upon wow, something wait. huge here. How tall is Val Kilmer? Um, let's find, oh, man. Uh, that's, that's, not a quite, that's not quite a six-foot man. There's six no way. Six foot exactly. Okay. Damn. Okay. Oh, wow. Damn. Adam West. Uh, six two. He's uh, the tallest like one so far. Holy shit! Holy shit! What about Michael reason. Keaton? Um, that's Michael one. Keaton is five nine. Five nine. Oh, really? He feels so much taller than George Clooney. Man, it, that's a testament to him. He made five nine feel like six foot. Not gonna lie, good shit. Shit, Michael. Good job, Michael Keaton. 
you you are the outlier of the of the theory. Well, if I'm going with when he was casted, people like, why is he Batman? Yeah. All right. Yeah, if I'm going overall Batman, I think my theory still stands. Yeah, Michael Keaton's not my favorite. I'm not. I'm not it's a huge. Six Michael foot. Keaton it's the six foot threshold. What about um, Ben Affleck? Oh yeah, Ben oh, Affleck. Oh, I'm so sorry, Ben. Man, like, we Man I, I, I'm so sorry, Ben. Something um, about Affleck, and it's just still even as there. The fact he never got a solo movie. He's he, like, it's the fact that he doesn't have a movie where that is just six Batman. Foot four. But, He's ben Affleck. Six, no, he's not. Six, four. Six, right, four? Okay. Every every other person you Google height, it pops up immediately. For some reason, Ben Affleck is just oh, this says six two. This says six three, six four. It's the only one that's not like instant on Google that just shows at the top for some. Reason. If he's six four, that makes him quite attractive. That makes him very. That makes him quite the hot man. It looks like six two, six four, and six. It's either six four, or six two. Because I mean, the way he fills out a bat suit might be better than any other Batman's ever filled out a bat suit. I guess if I'm being physically, physically, it's Ben Affleck. I guess this is true. Damn, we found something. We found something out. To, you learn something every day. You learn um, something really. every day. But uh, uh, let's do some. Uh, let's do some favorites. Let's go. Let's go through some favorites. Uh, let's go around the circle and name declare a favorite character. Let's start with Claire. You got a favorite character from this movie? Oh my gosh, it's definitely changed. I think now it's got to be Poison Ivy. Fuck yeah, it does. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Poison Ivy because the she... casting, it's the way that she plays it, it's the costuming, and it's just that she feels like she fits so well into this. Like I, I believe her so much more than I believe like George Clooney should be there. Mm. No, I'm 100 yeah. percent with you. She is also she's also my favorite character. I uh, mostly because like I'm just a Poison Ivy fan in general. Like when we did like our me and Joe did a top 100 comic book characters like fa- favorites, and she she landed top 15 for me. And the inception of that when I was younger was my obsession with Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. I loved yeah. her when I was younger, and I've I've remained it's remained the case. She's she's fantastic. I- I think she had to have been some part of my sexual awakening because I I remember her like half naked in all those scenes and like <laughs> she was but she like basically was, I'm though. like it's a movie this like, is all right this is this is yeah okay I, it, yeah that's no, the thing yeah. though yeah, as a kid as a kid too I had a thing for redheads and like specifically red redheads like <laughs> this. I would have flipped for this movie. I'm kind of, I don't know. I, maybe I'm glad I didn't see this as a kid. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, nah, dude, you're kind of, you're kind of onto something here though, because like, I, like, we'll get to this movie in a few weeks, but X-Men, The Last Stand, that was the one for me, dog. And it was Jean Grey. Uh, Ooh. it was Jean Grey. It, it was that scene. It was that scene with Jean Grey. It was that scene with Jean Grey and Wolverine where like yeah. he wakes up and she's like, she's like all over him and stuff. I remember being like, what is the feeling? You what know, like I remember, <laughs> <laughs> wow. so now you I remember understand like, the Dick Grayson lip gloss thing. No, one hundred percent. That's why. That's like that's why I loved your perspective there is because I was like that for me was Jean Grey and X Men: The Last Stand, that's dog. Great. I loved oh that God. shit. Uh, Fom K Johnson holds a very special place in my heart for that. But uh, <laughs> and Hugh Jackman. But, opposite uh, side of the coin um i'm taking alfred as my favorite character here that's um, weird. well you know what not opposite they need to the sexualize alfred. Alfred. sex appeal you know, yeah <laughs> make, what, Al- make alfred sexy again yeah uh, <laughs> but no nah, he's 
you know, out of the movie there, if there is a character I do care about, it's, you know, Alfred's, he's always, he's always wanting to make another superhero. He's always making the suit for him. He took the time already to, to make the suit for, you know, um, he's like, yeah, I, I, I got something. I suspect to you. I uploaded my brain algorithms yeah. into oh. the bat future. <laughs> <laughs> Alfred AI. What? That's nuts. Um, yeah. This man uh, did what Elon Musk could like that scene in the Winter Soldier, but it makes no sense. Right? Yeah, yeah it's like Bar- <laughs> it's like Arnim Zola. <laughs> there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot in this movie that's like very Captain America esque, but like they didn't put any thought into the science. I <laughs> would fucking love if they made a campy Cap- Captain America. Oh my movie. god! Well, that like... was like the Bane scene where they like inject him with the Super Soldier Serum. Right, I was right. like, oh, what? Yeah, when yeah. they specifically regarded it as Super Soldier yes. Serum too, I was yeah. like. I was like, Stan Lee, did you know about this? <laughs> Do you, you, you seen this? You heard about this? <laughs> They're taking your shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is, I will also say, this is one of my favorite, like, I'm not going to lie. Tom Hardy as Bane. I like Tom Hardy as Bane. I have issues with it from a, from a just general perspective of him being a white guy. That's kind of why I like, uh, it's kind of why I like this version of Bane. He's obviously not intelligent. He's completely unintelligible. But at least he's got a fucking luchador mask on. I fucking love that. I fucking yeah, love that. The only one. The it's only... just a... Uh... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say it's the only interpretation where he wears that mask, I feel like. And that's that's the mask he should wear. Like, that's what, that's yeah. what he's supposed to look like. I love how he was just brought in as like, here's a prisoner serving double life sentences for murder. I'm going to strap him on the table and inject him with venom now and super soldiers. Like, it was just instant. Dude was just brought in the room, strapped up, and then made into pain. Like, it was yeah. it was insane. Like, the movie just didn't care. And, well, and I like, also love that that scene, like, his origin ends with him, like, flexing, going, ah. <laughs> and then, like, Poison Ivy does her whole thing, and then it randomly cuts back to Bane, still going, ah. <laughs> and, and she's like, coming, Bane, darling. And, like, that's the first time you've seen him since his previous, ah. You know, like. They just keep it going, and I love that. That's just what Vane does, you know? Until he's told what to do or to smash something, he just, that's what he does. <laughs> I would that's have his loved idol mode. Randomly, like, the lights go out and Mr. Freeze is dead, and he's like, you've merely adopted the dog. I was born in it. You know, like, uh... I think after watching this, like, I'm just thinking about the way that Poison Ivy and Bane are portrayed in, like, The Dark Knight Rises, and, God, this is just so much better for some no, I just, it's, it, it's so much more fun to see Poison Ivy be this, I think. No, 100%. I understand that there's no way that she could be in the Christopher Nolan series like this, but you know what? Maybe. No, it should have been. I think that they could have done something different with her in that. But anyway, this just reminds me because Uma Thurman is so iconic in this. Mm. God, I love Uma Thurman too. She's just so fucking good. But yeah, so I, I had I had to go with Poison Ivy. Joe, you went with Alfred Tav. Are you are you uh, on the Poison Ivy train, or are you somewhere else? No, I'm actually going to, for in terms of character. I, I I've got to go Alfred or Arnold Schwarzenegger as a as a uh, Mister Freeze. Fuck yeah! I think that like without Mister Freeze in this movie, you just you have at least a sixty percent less compelling storyline. Like he even in the banality of his one-liners throughout the the movie. Hey, keeps me going. <laughs> 100%. You see, I'm right there with you. That's why I'm giving him the performance of the movie. Yeah. Um, because that's like, his the one-liners just seem like, 
I, I kind of like the performance. I group like costume in there as well. Like just seeing him, like the face, whatever paint they did, I feel like they legit just airbrushed him like mm. with paint and like what a thing to go into set and just have to like get painted every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, which would kind of suck, but like it was just so awesome seeing him on screen and hearing him and, and everything. There was only one thing I would have changed about his appearance, and it's uh that scene at the beginning where they, they're like airlifted into the air and he throws on the goggles for the first time. Wish you would have worn those the whole fucking time. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, oh my god. The the freaking diamond you just you just dump some diamonds in there and close it up and uh now my suit works you know it's, it's just like, I, 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 I like that they kept referring to the diamonds as ice too they're like he well, wants kind of cool. trying to get I'm iced not, out you know like that's yeah. kind of cool. his goal yeah, that's that's nice but I, I i absolutely love that he just has a handful of diamonds just puts them in a little hole in his suit <laughs> and then closes it up and that's how his suit functions you know it's like <laughs> Oh man, like just so good. Not Super like cool. not to crush them down or to condense them in a crystal to you know, no, just yeah. just fucking just fucking throw them in there and uh, it'll work, you know? Like I I just that's that's why this movie is just so odd. like there's no attempt at science in this movie. They didn't care. Yeah. Mm-mm. Despite okay. the number of scientists that are in this movie. Yeah. No shit. I guess himself that. a literal scientist. Um, yeah, Doctor Freeze, and, yeah. Doctor Isley, Doctor Woodrow. Doctor Woodrow's always a fucking asshole, though. Like that's that's something cool about the Poison Ivy like origin that they kind of did. It's it's a little like I. It's not the version of her origin that I typically enjoy. I do love it for this movie, but Jason Woodrow is always this <laughs> sexualizing asshole who is mm-hmm. like, whenever she he rejects she rejects him and he's like ah well that's too bad now you'll have to die like that's exactly what he's like in basically every adaptation so like i i just absolutely loved that but uh my favorite performance i think i think i'm probably right there with you um i think arnold schwarzenegger as as mr freeze is what keeps me in it keeps me going for most of the time yeah like uh, i mean Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy, I think like that's that's what's giving me a rough time right now. It's one of those two, you know, like okay. uh and uh, since I did go with Poison Ivy as my character, that's what's making me lean Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze for the performance, but uh he was just a he was just a really fun part of this movie, you know. I think that uh he's goofy as fuck. He's I like I just know he's having fucking fun, you know, like he's just not he's not worried about shit. It, it's like it's like they gave him a check with all these obligations assigned to it that were absolutely ridiculous, and mm-hmm. like he somehow managed to achieve them. Like man, man, man worked for like he. It. I, I just really don't think it'd be the same movie without him. No, not one bit. Um, oh man, it's uh worldwide. It made a little bit bit of money, but uh, the domestic gross did not go their way. Eesh. Um, I'm not surprised. Cost 125 mil, grows to 107. Oh, I wonder. I, I bet the largest chunk of that is just paying the actors. How does how does that um, feel come up? Like, like how many million short is that? Like, that's a lot of money to be like, sorry guys, almost 20 mil, almost yeah. 20 mil. Yeah, jeez. In the hole. That's 1997 money. Yeah, that's like. I guess the worldwide gross was a little bit but friendlier, like, but domestic was not. 
And then next one is Batman Begins, right? Like, that was the next one. Yeah, Yeah, that is the next Batman movie, and it's not for nearly ten years. It's eight years later. Jeez. They were like, we're done with this now. Yeah, I don't think Christopher Nolan was referencing Batman and Robin to uh, write Batman Begins or work on that movie. (laughs) Nah, nah. Definitely not. Maybe a what not to do. You know, maybe a, hey, here's, we got a shining example of something that was tried. They thought was going to go over well, just quite didn't land, you know. Um, it it just didn't land, but only from a critical perspective because yeah, no. you know, like it's 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 tough because I feel like, well, I don't know because I, I I do enjoy like while I I enjoy Mister Freeze as a character in the movie for bringing me into it for somehow managing to achieve bringing me into the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also appreciate Michael Go as Alfred, Alfred Pennyworth. Uh, probably give him a performance nod because he, he brings me out of it. He's like the he's like one of the only like you know as always. Alfred is just consistent, and I'm like, okay, well, this is a bit of respite from the ridiculousness of the rest of this film. Um, Alfred, Alfred, we need to protect Alfred at all costs. So uh, I think I think Michael Go once again does it phenomenal job as Alfred and uh, the consistency here that he embodies I think in itself deserves the uh, performance nod. That's fair. Okay. He's playing the long game. He's out. He's he is Alfred. You know it, is it, it takes until 2005 to switch that up. That's that's yeah crazy. this was this was Michael Goh's last uh, last run at it though. Um, and for, for, for good reason. There's no reason for him to believe after this they're going to improve on the character. No, yeah, he was like, you know what? We achieved the pinnacle of Alfred storytelling up to this point. Like, yeah. up to this point, there had not really been an Alfred-centric story. You know, like I love that we actually got that. I loved that they were like, uh, that part where he's like, uh, where Bruce tells him like, I love, I love you, old man, and he's like, and I love you too. Like, I fucking love that. I'm a sucker mm. for that shit. But uh, yeah, and even the part where, where um, they're like, you you pay someone to prepare all your meals and clean up your house and like. You call that you call that family, you know, or whatever. And it was kind of like I don't know. It's a thing I never really thought about. Is like, yeah, Alfred is kind of like Bruce's dad, and like he takes care of him. But like, man, he really does a lot of work, you know. Like just work, like around that, you know. Like he, they are well off enough to where he doesn't have to be like the butler anymore. I guess I don't know. There's probably other butlers around Wayne Manor. I don't know, but I feel like they probably keep it empty because they don't want any anyone to know yeah no it's just alfred but it's just alfred and that's but i kinda, think that's, that kind of sucks for him man he's he's just gotta... well he, he he brings up his his points he's like you know like taking care of superheroes like Fair. not all heroes wear masks like he's like you are you're the hero to them the way that like he like uh at the end whenever he does he's like son you know like he regards bruce as his son like mm. i fucking love that shit that's absolutely yeah. outstanding yeah, this whole movie too has a lot to do with like found family mm. because no one in this everyone's parents are dead. Um and it's 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 kind of like throughout like you see it with not just Bruce and Alfred but also Bruce and uh Dick and then Barbara comes in and it's really like this it the dynamics of it are a little bit strange because I'm always like are Dick and Barbara into each other or are they like siblings? I don't really know. But it's very much like the the found family seems to be really important to this movie. No, one hundred percent. What, end, what like about you? Partner. Oh. oh, my bad. No, go ahead. Um, I was just gonna say, like, 
and that that, that uh, talking about it, like I think that if I were to pick any scene out of the movie, that that would actually be just the mm. one I, I would pick. Mm. Like it, it's the one that is kind of like all encompassing. You got all the characters there that you care about. Um, you got the Alfred's all good. He just walks out of his room. You know, he walks into the room. Everyone's like, oh, Alfred, like, oh my God, you're, you're okay. And he's like, somebody like, call oh. an ambulance. Not for me. You know, <laughs> not for me. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that was the one thing I was kind of hung up on was picking a scene. But if there's actually one good part of the movie, like that actually gets me a little bit. Yeah, it would be. Right no, there I get at you. The end. I get you. But Claire, how about you for performance? We uh, we we kind of breezed past um, that. What what about you? I mean, I think that objectively, the two best performances are Poison Ivy and uh, Doctor Freeze. But I do I do kind of want to shout out again George Clooney's Bruce Wayne. Like his Batman again is whatever, but I I really like this version of Bruce Wayne, and I think that this is a version that we haven't ever seen and probably will never see again. Um, and I don't think it's particularly because George Clooney is doing anything interesting with the character, but I do I I do like his his more paternal, more fatherly, softer version. So I think that that was it's a it's so different than the rest of the movie, which is so in your face and so campy. Uh, that's kind of nice to have him as almost the straight man in this movie. No, yeah, he uh, and he he plays it really subtly too. You know, like there there are those parts where he just kind of like smiles to himself when like Dick's like saying some saying some goofy ass shit, and he's just kind of like, man, yeah. And I feel like you don't usually don't see Bruce like smiling at anything. No. I mean, particularly no. after like Robert Pattinson's <laughs> Bruce. Like, I don't think he smiles once in the whole movie. And it's which is fine because that's a different kind of version of the character, but it's just kind of nice to see at least that there is this version that exists. Yeah, whenever Dick was talking about, he's like, um, I haven't been thinking clearly ever in my life, but as of right now, this is the one time in my life where I am thinking clearly. <laughs> and yeah, George Clooney just looks at him like, dude, what do you, what the fuck, man? Like, really, really, like right now you're thinking clearly over just being horn dogged over poison ivy. This is like, this oh my is God, you thinking Dick clearly. Is fucking ridiculous you know? in this yeah. movie, man. Oh, you're just, just, you're just mad that she wants to kiss me and not you. Like, yeah, man, I'm thinking so clearly. I want a robin signal in the sky instead of a bat signal. And she loves me and not you. And I'm going to fall in love with her. And, and I, I want to kiss like, her. That you. was one thing I loved about Bruce in this movie too was that he was like cognitively aware that something was happening, but he still felt those feelings. Like he was like, "Yeah, I'm definitely in love with Poison Ivy, but that doesn't make sense. Why the <laughs> fuck am I in love with Poison Ivy?" You know, like You're he right. like he, he was like, "Damn, I really am horny for no goddamn reason. Yes. What just <laughs> happened?" And he's like. And- my detective brain is going off now. Yeah. Now I'm not horny. Yeah. Not Wait a minute. With this this fitness of character of character building, you have to assert how like this like douche like somewhat douchiness of Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, he, with a girlfriend. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, I completely poor girlfriend. forgot that it, fucking storyline. Yeah, like the can you help me out here? And he's like, We're madly in love, but you know, we're just happy how we are. Happy He's how like, it is. And it's like, yeah. marriage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I don't was that, know. Was that like, <laughs> actually in the Michael Keaton movie? Like, see, like line by line? Um, But Pretty just much. this was done just in a more campy way. Like, I think that's like, I don't know. I feel like it was line by line. Like, they literally asked Michael Keaton, um, when are you going to tie the knot? And he's like, ooh, 
marriage. And he, and then he like says, yeah, you want to help me out here? Like actually like, it was like more of like a serious, you know, like portrayal of it. But like, I, I think yeah, it was I line by recall. line almost. I don't recall. I'm pretty but, sure. uh, no, yeah. Uh, it's it's, it's a similar it, vibe. Like, it's a similar vibe at the very least because, you know, like I, <laughs> I just love the idea that Batman fights like super villains. <laughs> And then he's like quaking in his boots at the mention of marriage. Like he's like, oh God, that's yeah. something I can't, I don't, um, what, um. The moment where uh, they're unveiling the new technology and uh, Bruce Wayne is like, just don't point it at my bedroom. <laughs> With the yeah. like the spots. The yeah, the telescope. <laughs> don't point it at my bedroom. <laughs> Bruce, you're so funny, you have sex. <laughs> Uh, yeah. But, yeah. What a I don't know. Uh, it was interesting though. Like the uh, like the you know it is. Uh, I'm I'm one for the the mother nature. I'm one to save the earth. I, I I'm all for that. You know it was it was kind of nice having that little injection there in the movie. Like, um, here's here's my plan completely to convert over to be good people and good humans and. So what if a couple million people die? Because we don't have. She was, you know, she was like, "I don't care. It's good enough for Mother Nature." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah. maybe it's a little too far there, you know." No, yeah, that's far. the thing. That's what's yeah. interesting about Poison Ivy too, and they maintain her character relatively. Like I, that was something I didn't really remember is how well they. I remembered her being more overtly sexualized instead of her weaponizing her sexuality to take advantage of men. Like I remembered her being like a, like of her own accord, everyone just being like, uh, whoa, you're an attractive lady. You know, like I, I didn't remember that she was just like, she was manipulating everybody. And I really, really dug that. But um, and like, I, that's very, very typical of poison ivy to be like, fuck the humans. What the fuck? Like, no, I don't give a fuck about all that. This is uh but the earth is dying. Like we need to we need to worry about that. And uh ninety-seven, pretty uh, pretty early up Y two K, man. Everyone was yeah. scared as fuck. They didn't know what was gonna happen. The year was gonna go, you know, a nine was gonna change to a zero. The computers were all gonna freak out and kill everybody. Nobody knew what the uh-huh. fuck was gonna happen after that. Fucking Al Gore was like having a fucking orgasm watching Poison Ivy in this movie. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> man. Wow, well, I guess uh, we got um, some favorite scenes to continue to hand yeah. out. If I'm not mistaken, correct? I think I've only given mine just as the ending, unless anyone else has gotcha. said theirs for sure. Um, Claire, what about you? You got a favorite scene in this movie? Um, I think it's got to be the the scene where Poison Ivy comes in and meets Batman and Robin for the first time and it's like that ridiculous gorilla suit striptease thing. I'm like, I I just truly don't think that I've ever seen something like this and it's so ingrained in my memory. I have have a question about that. Yeah. Why? Um, It's it's so crazy because she's in this like gorilla suit. Like it's kind of hot. Like, I don't, Dude, I don't know how she did it. I was like, "This is no this idea." I, I, like, what's? And she's what, like walking on feeling? the wind too. I'm like, "Oh my, this is so ridiculous!" But it's very like it's very Studio Fifty Four, and it's very like camp, and it's very much something that I have no idea how it passed in a children's oh movie. But yeah, it's something that I've was, never forgotten. 
whoever was announcing the thing was kind of in on it. They were like, and now witness whatever. They were like, and now for the next act, like they, and they kind were of like auctioning off women too. Like, what was going on? Yeah, oh, what yeah, was that? Was that? Weird. What the fuck was that? And Poison Ivy was okay with it. She's like, for me, that's you know one doing thing I don't fuck with about Poison Ivy in this movie is that she's a typically like. I mean, modernly, she's been she's become a little bit more like. You know, if you're gonna fuck over women, I ain't gonna be here for that, though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. like I, I love the part where for? Bruce and <laughs> Bruce and was Dick it? were like one million, two million, yeah, three million. You don't have that kind don't of money. Have it. I'll you don't you. Have it. credit card when he takes My bat card. Never leave home without. Never leave the bat cave without. Did you see it? Batman yeah. expiration date forever? <laughs> no, really? Oh, oh no. Yep, Batman God. forever. Oh no, dude. But like, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> great scene. Wow. Yeah, that, that is a great scene. That is a great scene. It's also where Mr. Freeze and her meet for the first time yeah. later on in the scene. And that's that's a really strong one for me. What was that auction for though? But like was so the girl was just representing the like part of the like, girl was yeah, like so this is the real thing that happened. That's what that's what I'm saying. Is like what what did they get there? You know? I think you get a you get a you get a night out on the town with the lady. Yeesh. It's it's an it's archaic so, yeah. and disgusting tradition. <laughs> yeah, whenever they started throwing out bids, and then I'm like, they, they said like a flower name, and then I, and then it cut to a, a girl, and I was like, oh wait a minute, I was like, yeah. what's going on here? I'm like, I thought this was a a telescope unveiling. And uh, I guess it was a fundraiser, but, like, I didn't think it would be in this fashion. I'm yeah. like, Bruce, this is taking a wild turn. This is, like, you're doing this in the very public eye, you know? And, like, this is what is going on. And then, but, yeah, I did. I guess it was for the rainforest still, though, or something, you know? Right? Like, it was for yeah. the conservation. Oh, okay. But, wow. Well, yeah, very interesting choice there. Uh, oh, but that is that is a good choice for the scene. I think I'm going to go with Poison Ivy's... Uh, like unveiling of herself at the mm. like her not her origin where she gets pushed in but when she reemerges and uh she she like comes out and Dr. Woodrow's like whoa you look good yeah and then, <laughs> she's like uh uh they call it a resurrection they replaced my skin with chlorophyll and my blood with aloe and yeah, she just knew this no it's venom. she knew this coming out of the grave too instantly yep. she's like oh my skin must be aloe or my my I, I must be made out of chlorophyll now that's the only explanation for this it's it um, seriously iconic because it makes so much sense as a kid like as a kid you're like oh yeah that's what happened yeah that okay, makes yeah sense. she goes into the ground she becomes plant lady okay it, <laughs> all, the, all the poison all the plant all the snakes and the dirt yeah what makes mother nature from? Yeah, the, I don't know. That's a good question. I guess I guess you needed some life in there, you know. Yeah, right. Um, no, but that that is that is my favorite scene. I fucking love that scene. Whenever she she, and then after she kills Woodrow, she like, I am nature's arm. Hell, I am Mother Nature. That's that she had to keep doing that shit. I fucking love it. Though. She had to kiss all those old people though, and like everyone that she had to kill, she had to kiss. Which was really weird. And then, like, she had to do the really weird way of, like, keeping her eyes open because she's, like, killing someone, you know? So it's, like, it's seductive, but also, like, haha, I'm killing you at the same <laughs> time. Which, like, it, I don't know. It's just really weird. Like, the, um, just, just a, a weird thing to make Uma Thurman do, you know? Like, I just feel bad for her, honestly, at that point. Um, 
having to do that, but I think she fucking owned it though. She I think it, she, yeah, I think no. she owned oh, it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, totally. No, she's she's like she's what like her and Mister Freeze are the best part of the movie. Yeah, um, without a doubt. Which is funny in a movie called Batman and Robin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That is so afterthought in this movie. Wow, that is so sad. What about uh, what about you, Tab? You got a favorite scene? Yeah, I mean, I just gotta go Poison Ivy's origin scene. It's utterly iconic. It it, it matches up with, you know, like I I I don't know that there is a better telling of Poison Ivy's origin, even in animation, like even in. I, I don't know. Like this is this is the one that I think of the most, knowing it to be the most ridiculous of them. It stands as the most memorable. Very fair. I mean, she sees Bane be created out of this this little scrawny prisoner, and just a creature created out of her research, and yeah. then she gets pushed over a table, buried, and then comes out as poison ivy dude as a kid i'd be like what the fuck i'd be like that's like plant lady that's also hot and redhead two coming out redhead dude i would have taken that and ran i know like <laughs> i know. Taken that and ran <laughs> but yeah nah, but See? uh what's that leave us with a favorite line yep line and shots um would be it I guess I already declared my my triple ass shot. If I can declare all triple, um, the whole thing that'd be uh, nice. I have to do one. I'll do Batman just to keep it uh, consistent. Yeah, um, but Batman, I'd like to claim the triple. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's the one that gets the gets the uh, gets the pull up his pants too on the scene on the shot, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Clooney's like, ass in a Batman suit is the most bodacious thing in that Batman. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like, how'd you get all that ass no! in that bat suit? God, yeah, I don't know. It's what an insane. I like. I couldn't believe we got it in Val Kilmer's. Like, uh, movie, like yeah. that. We got it. Like, I I saw it on screen. I couldn't believe it. I had to rewind to make sure this movie. I just knew. I like without a doubt. I'm like, yep, that was George Clooney's ass. Yep, that was Chris O'Donnell's ass. Yep, that was Alicia Silverstone's. There was no doubt about it. I'm like, yeah, that just fits right in this movie. There's no doubt. Like, no <laughs> doubt in my mind. Tonally, uh, this just this just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but man, if I had to choose a favorite shot, that's where things are getting a little harder for me. I think uh... the ass one. There was one. Where they all three came up and did a pose. Yeah. Um, they all like showed up and, and made a pose, which was pretty cool. Um, I don't know. Poison Ivy had a lot of cool ones. Like yeah, that her, like it's it's probably something with Poison Ivy. Her oh, coming out of the gorilla suit and I don't standing know if you can up. See this, but on IMDb, all three ass shots are right in a row. Um, oh my! Um, one no. of the, it's 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 the one. It's probably one of the only things I'll take away from this movie. Honestly, it's what I remember. What I will remember Batman and Robin for is the triple ass shot. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's, that's probably the main thing I'll take away. Testament right there. Yeah. You know what? For favorite shot, I'm actually going to I'm gonna go with the shot of Mr. Freeze uh, icing out the doorway. And then, mm. like, yeah, then wiping like, it. Wiping it off and being like, bye. <laughs> okay. That, 
That was I love how like just some parts of his eyes could be see through and then other parts was just completely Rock like fucking solid. Yeah, it didn't matter. Um, did not matter whatsoever. But um, yeah, you have eleven minutes. It wasn't it like eleven minutes to mm-hmm. thaw out. Yeah, what a what an interesting. I guess whatever. It's eleven minutes uh, to save him. Throw him in the fucking pool. Laser that bitch up. Get it up to temperature. Cook him up. And there he goes. Pull him out of the water. Like, yeah, and like the water's uh, like boiling, but when he comes out, he's just fine. Again, yep. science is not a thing. Yeah, don't worry about don't worry about the logic worry of about it. it. Which is funny because so many of the new ones go to such extremes to try and explain the science behind mm-hmm. whatever, and it's like it's really fine. We yeah. don't. Like it really doesn't matter. There's that. Like I'm not one to defend uh, Joss Whedon's 2017 Justice League at all because it's fucking bad. But uh, there's a part that is that is no doubt physically impossible that gets shit on for being physically impossible. It's that part where Superman lifts the whole building from like the middle of it from underneath, and he's holding up an entire building. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, physically, the sides of that building would collapse. Here's the other fucking thing, though. There's a, there's a man with super strength and the ability to fly <laughs> carrying it. Yeah. You want to talk to me about physically impossible? How about the fucking guy who's flying? You know, like that's the god from yeah. Krypton. What the fuck um, are we doing here, guys? Let's stop. Let's stop yes. nitpicking about the sciences because <laughs> it's just more fun to let it be. The more you explain it too, the more you have to think about it. It's like, if we just don't explain it, we don't have to think about it. We don't have to really worry about it. Not one bit. Not one bit. I'm cool with that explanation. Absolutely. Like, even the paper, the, the newspaper that he froze, like, no way oh, the it that you can still read it, but I'm like, fuck, <laughs> fuck yeah, that's sick. Like, that's sick that he could just freeze a newspaper. That's how he would read it, you know? Yep. Um, you can't Absolutely. turn the pages. You can only see the, the front cover. But he he read the the headline, which was like, <laughs> Bruce Wayne auctioning blah 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 diamonds at blah 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 and all he got was bruce wayne diamonds nice is literally the line he said (laughs) bruce wayne diamond nice and then it just cuts that's it and uh maybe that's my line i don't know uh I, i was trying to decide on on the the mr freeze line and right now it might be adam and evil just for the delivery that he had of it um, it was just like so hysterical and just so like, oh my god, what a what a one liner there. Um, but man, maybe um Bruce Wayne diamonds. Ah, no, because it, it's taken out of context. You don't get it. It's it's just the delivery for the Bruce Wayne diamonds, honestly. So I'm gonna stick to Adam and Evil for my line. Um, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> uh, oh it was something about like. Um, your doom. Something about like your doom. Yeah. Allow me to break the ice. My name is Freeze. Learn it well, for it is the chilling sound of your doom. It's great, really. Man, he really got paid probably a couple million. One of my favorite lines is the the opening. I want a car. Chicks dig the car. (laughs) Man. And if it's a if it's a thirteen year old, that makes sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually kind of a, a more cute line. Um, and it it actually I don't know. Um, it's like I don't know, man. Time. Go buy a fucking car then. 
Yeah, dude, literally, you can rent take a take out a fucking loan. You're you a grown man. You can rent a car. You've reached the last milestone. The, the next milestone you have is retirement age. That's the next milestone you got. You can rent a car. There's no age, nothing else left for you, you know? Like, you're you're a man. Go take out a mortgage. I don't know. You stop freeloading at, at Wayne Manor, you know? Jesus. Um, but, yeah, he's a 13-year-old kid. I feel for him. I don't know. Um, I want a car. Chicks need a car. <laughs> no, I gotta still like him though. He he gives he gives the he, he's the hot you know hot part of the movie. And like I don't want to I don't want to dismiss him because he is a good Dick Grayson, but he's a good Dick Grayson as Nightwing. Like he's okay to be he's okay yeah. to be the old version of Dick Grayson. Like I think he his physique fits it perfectly. His demeanor, his playfulness, he kind of captures that character really really well. It's just the fact that, and he's in the Nightwing costume the entire movie. Like yeah. they just, they just didn't call it Batman and Nightwing for obvious reasons. They're Batman and Robin. Like that's that's classic. But uh, like, I think that if they would have, I don't know, introduced him as a young guy in Batman Forever, and then it's like he grew up, and this is what happens in Batman and Robin then I might have a little bit different of perspective, but he just showed up as a 25 year old dude in Batman forever. And it's just kind of how it's gone since then. Yeah. But, uh, I, cause he is, he is a good Dick Grayson. And I like, I don't mind Chris O'Donnell's performance at all. In fact, I think he's, 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 he's consistent. He's, he's very believable in the role that he's playing and you know, he's corny, but that's the entire fucking movie. <laughs> um, yeah. That's why they went back to him. Exactly. You know, I think, I think it's just, I think it's just a good, I think he's a good cast. It's just a. I I think he's just more accurately Nightwing, not not Robin. But mm-hmm. uh, and that will affect the adaptation rating. But beyond that, not much. Um, what about uh, so me and Claire still got shot and line, and I've got line right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. All right, then Claire. How about we we hear out your shot first? All right, my favorite shot. Um. There's a couple. There's because I think this movie is just so visually interesting. Um, like there's a shot during that uh, drag race scene where like something explodes and just sparkles. Mm, like mm. I think that was really cool. Um, there's a really cool shot with Alicia Silverstone watching. Uh, she's hacking into the computer or whatever, and then like the Batman logo is like on her face because it lights yeah. up in the oh, computer. Oh, okay, shot. yeah, yeah. Um and. Uh, I think I also have to go back to just the the poison ivy Robin kiss like that's I just remember that so vividly from being mm. a kid. Okay. Well, if you had that, to pick one, oh, we haven't even I touched have on to... the fact. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, tough. I would say if I have to pick one, I think it's the uh, the Alicia Silverstone with the Batman logo light up. I love that. I love that. It's such a good choice. That's a uh, and it's not one I anticipated coming out of this, so I'm uh, I'm very satisfied with that. But uh, I think I'm actually going to change mine too. I'm going Batman and Robin going full Silver Surfer mm. uh, when they're flying okay. away from the explosion, yeah. and yeah, it's right. like very obviously not. Uh, it's very obviously computer generated imagery. Uh, oh yeah, but there's something charming about it. I really really enjoy it. I think it looks fucking uh, it looks awesome. Like that's just something you just wouldn't. You'd never watch Batman do some Silver Surfer ass shit like this in a in a modern movie. You know, it's insane that it I can put that, in the box. That, that shot actually. It does. Yeah. It one hundred percent does. That's one of my, I, it's one of my favorites in the movie. Like I just typed Batman and Robin surfing through the sky. I have the timestamp um, of it. I think it's twelve oh eight into the movie. Let's see if I can find it. 
Yeah, that's that's I I didn't think I would ever say that out loud, you know. That yeah, I watched Batman and Robin surf through the sky and on the top of Gotham. Um I love how Gotham is a vertical city too. Like mm. it's super vertical. Um I yeah. love how they kind of kept that through actually. Like I'm for real about that. Like I'm not actually ironically. Like I think the it's super cool. The aesthetic of this one, like the city, the Batmobile, I'd only ar- I'd argue that like the only thing Batman Forever has up on this movie as far as the general aesthetic of it is the bat suit. Yeah. Um beyond that, I think that like the but the villain costume design and Batman Forever is also really good. They don't really miss on that side of things. The 90s movies nailed villain designs. Joker, Penguin, Catwoman, all throughout. It's been so fucking good. But compared to Batman Forever, the other Joel Schumacher Batman movie, this Gotham is better by, like, a lot. Um, the Batmobile is a lot better, even it's though... the flappy fishtail. Yeah, it doesn't the have the flappy, flappy fishtail yeah. thing. Yeah, that was goofy. Uh, I think that I think that this is visually a more uh, I don't know what the correct word is. It's more inventive. It's more out there. They tried. They went for something a little bit bigger. You know, I think that Batman Forever. They he. <laughs> it's funny because that movie's really out there, but comparatively, he played it safe. Um, yeah, it was Tim. In this movie, he was like, "Fuck yeah! Now I'll do whatever I want." Yeah, this movie has a dis- very distinct look. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's still Tim Burton a little bit. Like you, you still see a little bit of Tim Burton there a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's a uh, it's very. I guess if you were to say to Christopher Nolan to make something in Tim Burton style, you know, like try to have as a realistic Tim Burton looking as possible is kind of like what they tried to go for. Mm-hmm. Um, which I can, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of liked. I, I like how Gotham is is super. I don't know. Not it's not just New York City. You know, like I'm not just looking at Chicago or Detroit or you know, like a, a literal city in the U.S. Like I'm actually, it's Gotham. You know, I, I don't have any bearing on where anything is or what anything is. It's Gotham. Little well, Superman Square Garden or whatever. <laughs> oh yeah. We also got a little it's Superman great. mention. Um, yeah, didn't we? Did they say Metropolis or did they? They said Superman. They oh, for real? Said Superman. Yeah, mm. at the beginning, whenever Robin's like, "Chicks dig the car," uh, he goes, "This is why Superman works alone." Oh, oh, okay, that is right. Which um. I fucking loved. But uh, man, line wise, this one's hard. There's so many great one liners. I know. Had to give it to Mister Freeze though for me. That was without a doubt. Um, in my mind, but mm. that's kind of what I'll like. What I'll give it to, like, it's Adam and Evil. What I'm putting down, but honestly, it's just kind of like his one-liners are just in general is what I'm kind of nodding for. Um, for the for the award, I dig it. I dig it. What about what about you, Claire? You got a favorite line? Um, I did write down Doctor Freeze's first line, "The Iceman cometh." For some reason, I laughed hysterically at that. Maybe just because it's his first appearance and I forgot how ridiculous he is, but like that, I loved. There's also, there's this part um, when Dr. Freeze is freezing people. And again, when I talked about how people are just saying exposition this whole movie, one of the guys he's freezing goes, My lungs are freezing. And I was like, Thank you for explaining this. 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. No, that's, that's a perfect. Yes, I think you. I, I didn't get that. Thank how you. How much exposition was just in voice lines? That yeah. is crazy how much, like, every, almost like half the movie was just yeah. exposition. Yeah, um, like when uh, Barbara's like, and when my parents died five years ago in a car accident, I'm like, very. Oh, damn. Very okay. Shit. Yeah, well, okay. And I also love that her parents died in an automobile accident and then she's like you know what i'll do i'm gonna street race yeah street race and i like a bike too i want to be even less safe i want to be out in the open on two wheels not four (laughs) um i don't know she i don't know what she did over there in england but god damn that school they are fucking damn yeah, they're teaching teaching how to do everything over there. Um unless she's just a really good learner. Um she could just be a very just a very fast learner. Um I don't know, maybe it's in her blood. I guess right. she's got right. a little bit of well, Alfred. She's a pennyworth. Yeah, and some Alfred's capacity. a badass. Like Alfred but, uh, that's that's what we don't realize. He's way past his prime. Like way, way past, past his prime. prime. And speaking of Alfred, this is where I'm going to branch my favorite line. One oh. of the more one of the more serious of the movie, but uh, for what is Batman, if not an effort to master the chaos that sweeps our world, an attempt to control death itself? I love that. It gets to it gets to the heart of what yeah. like in in a Batman movie that is so fucking crazy. It really <laughs> like they they got to the heart of what Batman tries to do very succinctly. And like uh, with with Alfred's storyline specifically beyond that, I don't think they they do much. But I mean, like those themes that like trying to control death, everybody in this movie is doing it. Mr. Freeze is trying to prevent the death of his wife. Poison Ivy is trying to prevent the death of the planet. Like they are they're all in some way trying to master and control death in some capacity. And I think that that line is in this movie. You say there's themes some actual like through lines in this movie there is a bit of a through line there really are hey man okay it's with alfred too like one bump you know point one um i don't know i'm like i'm liking it a little more i'm i'm coming around on it maybe um just attempts to control control death at all at all turns in this movie yeah yeah um Maybe this is a genius. Maybe this is actually a masterpiece, and maybe. they knew exactly maybe. what they were doing. We are twenty-five years later. I think now is the time we, we can. We are finally as old as Dick Grayson is yeah. in this movie. Um, actually, not even quite. Um, still, which is insane. Uh, we are not even as old as Dick Grayson is. No. Um, so that's just sad. But did you uh <laughs> settle on a line? Um. I didn't know if you wanted to go with the my lungs are freezing or the, <laughs> the uh, um we'll go with cometh. the iceman cometh. Okay. Uh, really I really did laugh out loud at that. That is his delivery is just so good. Yeah. Like where did where his lines come out of nowhere. Yeah, just, like let's reference what is that Eugene O'Neill? Like what? Like they're yeah, all just... so fucking forced every single time. It's so funny. But like uh, I really do feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger is in it. Like he's selling it. He's he's invested. He's gonna oh, say you know another 
another great Mr. Freeze line. Mercy, I'm afraid my condition has left me cold to your pleas of mercy. You know, like, whenever they can affect it, like, that's, like, an actually dope line from Mr. Freeze in any context. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like, oh, that's a super corny pun. It's still a pun, but it's like, it's like, oh, this man's fucking hard. Like, this guy's a G. Um, He came with the drip, too, that fucking robe he rocks in his, uh, in his place, the little slippers. Yep. Oh yeah, no, he's so sparkly too. They got the design of him down. No, it was sick. Sparkles. He was like Edward Cullen in Twilight. And I need to know how he did that. Like a premonition. Um, (laughs) um, Batman and Robin. I need to know how they painted his face. Um, Yeah, because you got to be careful with that because that could be toxic. How is right? He's created. Yeah, because sometimes, no, I guess it was the same throughout. I, I don't know. Sometimes it felt like he had more sparkles or like more sparkle freckles. I don't know what to call them. Um, but like it felt Ice like crystals. Yeah. Um, just, I guess, paint. Uh, that, that's it. It's just. I also man. love that his origin was just him basically tripping and falling backwards. <laughs> yep, at his job. No, no, you know, let's not put a safety rail there where if you fall in the cryogenic chamber of f- whatever liquid, fluid. um, yeah, let's railing there. No, um, not a good idea. Um, but it, it gave birth to a, a cool villain. It did. So I'm it okay did with it. What, uh, what say we move on to the rating portion of this podcast? Are we I ready for that? There. Oh, yeah. I believe we are as well. But uh, Claire, the way we do this on this project is we allow the guest to kind of cultivate their own rating alongside our rating, mostly because this is your first time joining us in this project. Meanwhile, we have covered the other 11 movies. We have a little bit more to compare and contrast the scores with. And yours is a little bit more of a pure, unfettered vision of the film if that makes sense so are you uh, you comfortable with that sounds great all right awesome we will start with the first of our four uh uh sections and we begin with enjoyment the the scale of one to ten how much this movie is resonating with you how are you uh how are you digging it claire on a scale of one to ten i you know i will give it i think i'm gonna give it a solid like 7.5 it's like a c plus i would say i enjoyed it i even like i thought i would not enjoy it at all because i've seen parts of it since i was 12 and just turned it off but i actually i was gonna watch it in two parts and break it up but i enjoyed it the whole way through i just watched the whole thing so yeah i would say 7.5 it's a c plus all right i dig that i dig that a 7.5 is good it's it's close to where i'm at I don't know that I'm I'm I don't know that I'm quite there. I was more at about a seven is where yeah. I was feeling gut mm. gut feeling wise. What about you, Joe? How are you feeling? Yeah, because I'm like I'm not middle of the road. I'm enjoying this more because like because it is so bad and campy. You know, like I I am enjoying it, and like I I don't want to look away because I want to know how they're going to solve the next problem. You know, like, I, I want to know how they're going to come up with it, and I know it's just going to be the, the laziest or just the, the most out-there solution. Um, so, no, I'm I, I'm having fun. So it's definitely not, like, a 5 or even a 6. So, I don't know, I was around, like, a 7. Um, All right. 
Cool. Probably around there. So I think uh, I think um, me and me and you are in agreement there with ours our our overall rating being a seven, Claire's being a seven five. That is cool. Our next one will be genre. This is just how well they fulfilled the genre, and uh, since they're all superhero movies, we like to give it a little bit of a subcategory. So I think this one can kind of be a, I don't know, action adventure, a little bit of fantasy in there, like so uh, action sci-fi. Sci-fi, sci-fi for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess comedy. Would you? I don't know. Yeah, this is comedy. this is like this is. It's gotta I be can't believe comedy. it's not credited as a comedy on IMDb, actually. Yeah, but... So, uh, just how well it's fulfilling those sorts of aspects, Claire? How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like this movie had a lot it wanted to do, um, because it, I, it did have. I think that as a comic book movie, too, like thinking about the shots, thinking about the way that they uh, visualized a lot of things. I think that it was very reminiscent of comic books. I think that my understanding of a superhero movie has changed as i've watched like the modern adaptations of batman and the way that the mcu is going like i think that um when this movie came out what a superhero movie was was very different than what it is now um and so i think i think i want to give this a pretty high rating for genre i want to give it like a nine i think it's so Mm. it's both genre defining because it's so it's the campy superhero but i think it is it's also kind of genre defying. I think it's its own thing. And I think that it stands as something that is really interesting and unique. But I, I think it's it's a really good super. Like when you think of a superhero, I think you think of like the the, the tight tights and the like ridiculous little pow, wham, bam fight scenes. And I think that it does fulfill that. And I, if you don't think about it in the way that we think about superhero movies now. I dig that. No, 100%. I think I'm 100% with you. The way that the, uh, specifically the emphasis on camp, like yes. this is, as far yes, as camp is, is camp. concerned. Like, this is such a good example of camp. Mm-hmm. It's define. it's defining camp, you know, like yeah. this is, uh, this is as campy as comic book movies have ever gotten. I um, think whenever you say that it's George Clooney's kind of just putting on his Adam West impression, I think that's kind of what they're doing with the movie. They're like, how can we take, uh, Michael Keaton's Batman and inject as much Adam West into it as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, just mix the two worlds and like have the real look, the real world look of, you know, the Keaton Batman and, and this one and just put a bunch of just surface level fun. Just, it, it was a bunch of skits. That's what it was. You know, that that's what the movie was. It was just a bunch of skits over and over. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think it is just like a, a Batman sixty six, but um, in a more real, in a serious tone compared to sixty six, if you want to say that, uh, but not serious whatsoever. Like on the scale of of Batman, that's for sure. Um, I don't know. I think, um, I think it does. Like they were aware of that, and they they did. They knew what they were doing. They that's what they they wrote, mm-hmm. script around. Um, I don't know. I think like it it did like Batman sixty six. We gave like a six out of ten, and like that's that's far too low. Like I think they they did better. They knew what they were doing here. Um, they had a very clear vision for this movie, and I think that probably despite a lot of what fans wanted, they fulfilled their vision, which I think is no one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah. So I I I, I kind of struggle with this one. I think I'm around an eight. 
um, I could I could see myself going as low as like a seven five. I think seven five is more fair because that's that's above Superman two for genre. Superman was a seven mm-hmm. for genre. Superman two, um, or yeah, Superman two was a seven. Um, which I think you know maybe. I don't know. Can you can you comfortably say that it did a better job than Superman two? I can confidently say that I think it it knew what it was yeah. more than Superman two did. Uh, Superman two was like a, I think it loses a lot of focus, um, mm-hmm. in the back half of the movie, whereas this just it cinched down on its style, knew exactly what it was doing, and just steered further and further into that. Um, whereas you know like. This movie gets outlandish as fuck in the last act, but so does Superman 2, and tonally with Superman 2, it didn't didn't work as well, I don't think. Uh, important mention as well that we did not cover the Donner cut. We've mentioned that every time mm. Superman 2's come up, so True. we'll continue to mention it. But I think uh, 7.5 would be fair. I think it, it, it did know what it was doing more than Superman 2. Uh, Batman 89, we gave an 8. Um, and I think it is kind of just like right in the middle there. I think I would take that. Like Batman eighty nine was that. Even though Keaton is not like my favorite portrayal, they Batman eighty nine was. I feel they nailed the action adventure stuff there for sure. It was yeah. uh, it was very well done. But uh, I think seven Claire, are you uh, are you comfortable doing an adaptation rating? Or are you willing to just skip that and go straight to critical whenever we come to it? Um. So this is like adaptation from the comic books. Yeah, comic books that came prior to it. Typically, yeah, I don't know a ton about it, but I'd love to hear what you have to say. So I don't I, think I can really say anything. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate you there. Then we'll uh, we'll hold off on that one, and we'll give you yours. Yours will be like a three section rating instead of a four. I didn't do any comic book influences on this one, mostly because uh, I couldn't find a lot. You know, it was uh, it was mostly just '60s Batman is kind of what this mm-hmm. is inspired by, and it's. Uh, if you read sixties nineteen sixties Batman, that's what's bleeding through on screen here. And it it does do that rather effectively. But there are uh there are things that are a bit different. You know, this is more the freeze stuff is more adapted from Batman the animated series, which I think is fair game at this mm-hmm. point. You know, like I think if if that's the origin of his story, then like that's that's perfectly cool. But uh Mr. Freeze, his first appearance in comics was him trying to steal diamonds. He wanted to get his hands on some ice, you know. Uh, it, it it it's relatively comic accurate, uh, with a lot of a lot of liberties taken. It's uh, I do think it's a good adaptation of Batman and his relationship with his family. I think that's one of the better aspects of this movie. Um, all in all, it does it does a rather good job at adaptation, but not so much that. Uh, I don't know. Like it's certainly I, not on the level Batman Forever was for Adam. Yeah, that's the thing is that I don't think they did a bad job, but I don't come out of this movie feeling like, ah, oh, that was just so Batman. Like I'm like that. Right. Like felt so in the Batman like universe here. I don't know. Like I, um, this was just kind of like I never saw Batman. I saw George Clooney the whole time. You know, I'm like. Um, so even whenever like they're doing the right character tropes and they're doing the right stuff, it's like, it's not really landing. Um, so like, 
I think that counts like towards the hit. Like I think even though that they're trying to like, e- like that it's not working. I think is is fair to to gotcha. you know go gotcha. against it. Would and you kind of would you kind of go straight up middle of the road with it? Like at maybe out of five. Yeah, because then like Dick Grayson too. You know, just call him Nightwing if they're gonna go that old. You know, like mm-hmm. it's that easy. Like you could just be like have the traumatic event that happened with his family, like have that happen as a thirteen year old kid. And then he lives in an orphanage funded by Bruce Wayne, and it sucks. And then Bruce finds out that it sucks. He takes him in as Nightwing, you know, when he's old. Right. Like, I don't know, fucking, like, do something. You you fucking have the stupidest explanations for everything else in this movie. Like, you, you know, like, you like explain so many things by just be like, yep, that's just the way it is. You know, like, um, you have a, a girl. Walk into a scene. Oh, a character introduction. Um, Alfred's freaking niece, right? Or grand yeah, niece. Niece, niece. And and then instantly, yeah, my uh, my parents died in a car accident, and uh, but it's like instantly, and it's like your oh, dad my. is Jim Gordon. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, like yeah, it's I, think, a... I think five is is kind of where I was. Where I okay, was thinking cool. it's just kind yeah, of. I think it, uh, it does I think it does justice, but it execute it didn't execute. I get you. I get you. Yeah. It had the bones. It had the bones. Just couldn't get there. Um, And that brings us to our critical rating of the movie. And this is probably for me where it will take its worst hit yet. But uh, Claire, how are, you, how are you feeling about this movie critically? All things considered acting, filmmaking, writing, direction, all um, sorts of. Um, I think <laughs> critically, the thing that I have the most problem with is the script. Yeah. Um, I think that it's a great cast of actors. They do what they can with what they have. I think they have a very clear vision. I think, like I said, the aesthetics of this movie are like kind of gorgeous at times. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're the colors, the the neon, the the way that it portrays on the screen, the way um, it's the lit the whole bad. time. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I don't know. That that is one thing that they actually did kind of well. Yeah. The, the visuals of it. The colors are amazing. Yeah. The different um, sets that they have, it's it's all, like, the vision is there. It feels cohesive, and yet it feels very intentional, too, mm-hmm. um, as much as it feels insane. Um, right. But, like, the, the script is just really not good. <laughs> uh, there's only so much that you can do with the script that is all one-liners and a plot that doesn't make any sense. The plot's paper thin, man. Like it's, that's it's like, yeah, they just, really. They what even up just a little do. bit? It could be like it. Like again, this is a movie that has the bones to be a good movie. Like it's, yeah. they have all the pieces. You got you got a movie with George Clooney and yeah. Uma Thurman. Yeah. That should be a pretty fucking good movie. Like just those two alone, and then you got Arnold, who's just an action superstar at this time. Like, and I think he. Arnold's never been like a wow, what a fucking actor that guy is. But you're not supposed yeah. to like. I don't think that's what he no, was there not. for, you know? Yeah, no. yeah. Like he was always there to be like, wow, look at big strong man do awesome thing, you know? Like that's yeah. kind of a, uh, it's kind of what Arnold's always been. He so nails I, I, it. I, I, he nails it. He nails it every time. But uh, yeah, man, like this is this is a it's a tough one. It's a tough one to rate. Uh, yeah, because it's like you said, it has everything there, and there's so many things that. I, I do appreciate about this movie and it it's funny to me because I'm like but at the end of the day I'm not like this is a good movie so yeah. what is it that makes it like this is really not good and I am 
confident it's below a five. It is below 100%. average. Below. That's that's it's without below. a doubt. It is so, and it's I don't crazy. know. I don't know if it's closer to five. It's closer to five than it is closer to zero. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It is closer to middle of the road than it is closer to an actual dog pile of shit. But like, yeah. I struggle to give it a four anything. Like that's no, the thing. I can't. Like, no, like, I'm like, trying uh, to say four flat, and I'm still like, oof. I don't know. Like, um. But it's not like it wasn't enjoyable to watch, though. But it's it's different than the critical rate. It's just it's so funny how like there are even the sum of all its parts can add up to something different, right? So I think yeah, I think critically this is you know probably a four. Howard the Duck. Yeah, four is fair. Four is is fair on our list. Superman 3 and Howard the Duck were given a 3.5. And critically, if I had to say what movie's better, I'm taking Howard the Duck over (laughs) Batman and Robin. And then it goes to Batman 66 and Supergirl at a 3. Is it as bad as Supergirl? No, it is not. No. We found the pocket. It is three two five. It is a three two five. Um, so and I think I'm I'm one hundred percent with you. I because uh, here's the thing. What I look for critically, yes, this movie is good looking and it has a great cast, but goddamn, that the story's so important. And if the story is just basically non-existent it's going to be it's it's going to it's going to go roughly and i think howard the duck and superman 3 had a more clear-cut plot than this movie did which is kind of insane um oh wow that um you know just for how horny this movie was it shakes the average out to a 5.69 um so wow. you know, just just perfect wow couldn't have worked out any better um, so we gave it around a 5.7 um, overall. IMDb gives it a 3.7. Okay. Um, and and Rotten Tomatoes is not as nice. Um, the audience score is 16%. What? Um, <laughs> one, six, 16. Wow. Yeah. And, and well, then the critical is 12. One, well, two. Well, uh, so. Claire's rating was a sixty-eight, so the nicest, yeah. the nicest. Oh, almost, almost, that is almost a six point wow. nine. We could have made it there. Um, oh, very close, very so close. close. Uh, man, I don't know that that actually puts it um, above Superman four, Batman sixty-six, Superman three, and Supergirl overall, which I think makes sense. Like the adapt or the the enjoyment and genre, like that. It does help. I, I love like, watch. Like I yeah. again, I would watch these movies before Superman three or Superman four. Uh, I I would watch it again before Batman sixty six. Like it's just uh, ultimately that uh, I would definitely watch it before Supergirl. That's still Bella the Ball worst movie we've watched so far. Wait, it's a five point. Oh my lord, that's a that's cool. It's not even an okay. Yeah. I was confident. I guess critically, it's a meh, and that's true. Yeah, that's 
true, but overall, is it a that's cool? It's in the same category as Batman 66, Superman 2, Howard the Duck. Super, okay, actually, yeah, yeah, overall, that's where, that's where it belongs. Yeah. Overall, okay. it is cool. I feel it like if cool. you don't enjoy this movie, you're kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you no, know what? Like, yeah, it's, you gotta be it's a, at the a, very least asshole. super entertaining. Yeah. yeah, you gotta be an asshole to be like. This movie just sucks. I hate watching this movie. You just gotta it's be terrible. boring, like, man. Them in his po- poison ivy. Like, at least we have that. Like, that is so cool. 100%. 100- it's our only live-action poison ivy portrayal right now. Like, that's... Yeah. Oh, wow. something to be said. And our only live-action Mr. Freeze. You know, there's yeah, something to wow. be said for that. I mean, Mr. Freeze did show up in the Batman 66 series, but it was definitely not the version of Mr. Freeze we see now. Um, True. But, uh... There's, there's just there's a lot to like about the movie. There's just not a lot to think is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. the enjoyment versus the objective. Enjoyment versus critical. It's always yeah. it's always what this podcast comes down to. We we got, you know, we got to separate our two minds. The left brain and right brain need to mm-hmm. need to be separated before they can come together. But uh, yeah, because if we were to like rate Star Wars non critically, it would just be like tens all the time. <laughs> I mean, like it's, it's the best thing we've like, seen. Like, all right, let's That's get to the rating section, guys. Exactly. Uh, it is a ten. Yeah, it's a ten, just like last week and the week before <laughs> and the week before. It's a ten out of ten, guys. Um, but every single time, time, I fucking love every bit of it. Make something enjoyable that doesn't actually make it good. Yeah, yeah. Not 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 one hundred percent foolproof there, and something can be really, really, really fucking good and unenjoyable. There's, Absolutely, there's, and I think yeah. that's almost like you'd almost rather make something that people just love and don't really understand why than hate and don't really understand why. No, one hundred percent. Oh, what's that? The, oh, an example of a movie that is just I think is really, really, really good, but was possibly one of the most mm. boring movies I've ever seen and just sat through was uh the revenant with leonardo dicaprio where he like fights a bear or something like that i think mm-hmm. um i've watched that movie three times and i have fallen asleep every single time and i hate falling asleep during a movie like it actually annoys me if i fall like i feel like it's i'm not respecting the movie if mm-hmm. i you know so like i try to stay awake i have not been able to do it for that movie one right. time um so i don't know maybe that's just my most i can't do it um, and I, also I think it's good. It won awards, I think. That was his Oscar win. Um, yeah, that's what yeah. got him his Oscar. So, like, what the fuck? I think that's why I tried to watch it so many times. It's like, <laughs> I need to know why Leo won his Oscar, you know? And, like, I just can't. I don't know. Maybe it Maybe just. Maybe a testament to the actor here. Mine was also a Leo movie. And it was, oh. uh, it was Inception. Inception. That's an even better oh, example. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I don't know. I Maybe. don't like that movie at all. I I understand how people can think it's good, mm-hmm. um, but I will never watch that movie again. It's just a, it's just a guarantee. Like I just Pulp Fiction, I, maybe too. Yeah. Now that I'm oh thinking. yeah, that's a good one too. It's just I, one I, that shocked me. One that I didn't understand why it was liked so I much. I um, feel that way. Like I felt that way about a lot of the Star Wars sequels too. Like The Last Jedi I appreciate for a lot of reasons and yet there's just I just there's something that doesn't draw me in about it. And I hate that and I wish it I wasn't that way. And I but I can understand it's great and I just don't feel it. I guess I don't know. That that is crazy. We're never gonna get another movie like this really, I don't think. No. Like with a big enough character like this, we're never yes. gonna get that again. Like it's, it, it's gonna take it was- 
Um, it would be like a cartoon, if anything. You know, it's going to be something animated if it's like this now. Um, well, what's which... crazy is you want to know what I think the closest we've gotten to in recent memory. I brought it up very early on in this podcast is Thor: Love and Thunder. Like yeah. that's as that's yeah. as yeah. campy as I think we're ever going to get again with. Yeah, which with is not even movies. really that campy. It's really not. No, yeah, but that's that's Compared as campy. This. I feel like you're that's absolutely as campy right. As we're though get. that's as much as yeah. we're going to get. Wow. Um, like this movie is bold. If you can say nothing else about it, it's bold. Mm-hmm. They took, I don't know. Yeah, they were. They, had, they took risks. They, were they stuck to it. it. Yeah, they were like, he, this is our style and, and we, are, we yeah. don't care. We're yeah, sticking absolutely. true. Well, um, and I mean, it's it worked for them. This is our longest pod of the project so far <laughs> on Batman and Robin. So, you say. know, it got us talking. It got us talking at the very least. So, uh, but with that. It came to a 57% on the old Penny Bloom rating scale, and it came to a 68% for old Claire De Janeiro. Thank you so much for uh, for helping us here on this episode. Oh, it was so fun. Oh, I'm, I, it was so fun. I can't wait. I, hopefully, to have you back if you're if you're. Oh my gosh! Whatever. I love love talking about any of this stuff. Did you so. want to take a look forward and to the? Yes, the we'll, next do that, uh, we'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that off mic here. But oh, uh, that's, right. The, uh, that's right. That's right. Let's do the sign-off here. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, if you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including a bunch of comic book reviews, comic book pull lists, book reviews, and all sorts of stuff. Um, if you're looking for uh, looking for us on social media, if Twitter still exists come this time, which I, I am now of the mind it probably will, um, follow at pennybloompod, follow on Instagram at pennybloompodcast, Follow on Hive Social at Penny Bloom Pod and on Tumblr at Penny Bloom Pod, kind of broadening the horizon social media wise, just so we can reach a little bit more, reach a few more people. I'm hoping that uh, those those platforms are growing a bit, so that's cool. Um, if you would leave a five star rate and review wherever you're listening, share us with a friend. It always goes a long way for us uh, as far as climbing up charts and stuff. That'd be nice. Um, if you're into what what me and Joe got going on, what me uh, Tavares unfortunately had to dip a little bit ago, but what we're what we what we're all about, we're doing Winter is Blooming, the Game of Thrones rewatch podcast right now. We got a uh, Rebellions Bloom, our Star Wars show on anything new coming out at Star Wars, and if I'm not mistaken, the Mandalorian should be going on right about now. Uh, so go ahead and uh, check out our episodes talking about that Rebellions Bloom. Uh, if there's any new MCU shows or anything. We're covering that on the comics Bloomiverse. Uh, very excited for you guys to uh, listen to that stuff over there. It's uh, we got a lot going on. Got a lot going on here on the pod. And uh, next week for this project, we're continuing our journey through comic book film with 1999's Blade, and we'll be joined by a, uh, a friend of mine from high school, me and Tavares' friend from high school specifically, a, guy, a lad named Johnny Blocker. Very excited for that. It'll be a be a good one. So, uh, first Marvel, second Marvel movie on our entire list after Howard the Duck. Um, so, <laughs> wow, Howard the Duck and Blade, what a way to start! What a way to start the Marvel course. stuff. Yeah, I mean, like we're so deep into this project already, and it's been nothing but DC. Um, there's been like no Marvel, which is kind of crazy considering Marvel is basically the entire landscape for superhero movies now and basically the entire landscape for movies in general as far as what's getting released in theaters. But, uh, yeah, 
with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And thank you again, Claire DeGenero, for joining us here today. Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to meet you guys and to talk about it. I know. I was so excited to meet you. It's been... I've got, Gone back and forth on Twitter a couple oh, times. I'm like always like liking your tweets, you. liking each other's tweets, but here we yeah. are. Yes, here we are. Here we are. But uh, look forward to having you back. And here off mic, we'll go ahead and take a look for you to go ahead and uh, stake your claim for any future ones in this project you'd like to take part in. But uh, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thank you again. And with that, we conclude. Remember, peace, love, and bloom. And let's kick some ice.